Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon or Mutilus on Discord. This is Jeremy. Um, supposed to be Jeremy on Discord, but it's some sort of noise people make on... He's changing it again. Oh my god. My friends know me. Friends, help me. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to get so frustrated you Google how to change your nickname on Discord. <laughs> I, I don't even care anymore. I, I find it just I don't as even care. I it think just, I find it as life. amusing as you do at this point. Fuck it. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. It's just a two-man show today. Uh, everyone else is eating turkey and being sad. I think those are the two primary functions of the people that are gone. Parker is Branson bound and Aaron is St. Louis bound. I think that counts. They're both in Branson. We'll just call it. It's all Branson, right? Like what are either... the, uh, I mean, are you telling me there's 0% chance that Aaron got to St. Louis and said, screw it, let's go to Branson and then drove to Branson after? Is that a 0% chance? No. It's definitely higher than zero, right? He listens to country music. I mean, there's likelihood. I know, right? Like, like likelihood. It's like his mecca. They have a jamboree there. That sounds like something they would do. <laughs> I remember my friend Carl that played War Machine with us, and he moved he moved out of Kansas City recently. But uh, he said that he went to Branson on a business vacation. Oh, my. His whole company, which was based in, like, middle of nowhere, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, just south of Kansas City. Uh, they they went to Branson as like a company getaway. <laughs> and so he comes back and I was like, oh, how was Branson? He goes, uh, interesting. Uh, I want to say it's the most racist place I've ever been. <laughs> like, what? Well, apparently there back. was some, there was some stage, uh, like, I don't know, theater event that was uh, not very kind and uh, cancelable, I think is what you would say. <laughs> and so uh, he did not like it. <laughs> He was not impressed. Are you telling me a place with uh, signs on the outside of the building with the word bald knobbers is not uh, classic entertainment? That's I haven't high been brow. to Silver Dollar City since I was a child, so uh, I don't Dude, know. Silver Dollar City is anything. tight. I will give him, I'll give him props for Silver Dollar City. The rest of it needs to be fucking scorched <laughs> off the earth. Just bulldoze. They need to just just circle Silver City and bulldozers and just push everything else away from it. Salt the earth. Like, it just yeah. needs to go. Ugh. Oh, boy. Midwest things. Uh, I mean, Missouri just wants so badly to be Arkansas, but even Arkansas is like, we don't want you. Like, just go away. Oh, my God. I don't know about all that, but I do know that Branson is a scar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't hate Missouri as much if they would just fix their goddamn roads. Like, just just put gravel in the potholes. It would be so much better. It wouldn't be Missouri without it. having those potholes. Yeah. How would we I identify ourselves? I just want three of my wheels to be on the pavement at all times, but that's not possible if you're driving Fuck on that. a Missouri road. <laughs> all right. Uh, so moving on to actual topics. Yay. Uh, we have the news. Uh, so today, uh, I didn't, I didn't actually dig that deep into news because I didn't think we'd have any. But uh, I did see that we had. I shared this one. Um, AMG posted a teaser on their Twitter account, and they say, "Watch out, Spider-Man! There's a new villain charging into town." And then they show like a, a like a heavily cropped photo that is some gray muscly figure running and Spider-Man's in the frame. It's Rhino's butt. Uh, 
It's it's Rhino's foot. Ta-da. Yeah. So I don't think there's any way it's not Rhino if uh if you guys think it is not Rhino, I guess good for you. I don't know. It's obviously Rhino though. So are we are we excited because of Sinister Six? Is that what we're looking at here? I just like Rhino. Rhino's a cool villain. He um he shows up in a Jim Butcher novel that he wrote as a single standalone, um his only MCU thing he's ever done. Really? Yeah, and it's um it's called Darkest Hours. Uh, it's written by Jim Butcher. It's a fairly short book, but it follows um, follows Peter in a advanced timeline. It's pretty late into his career, and he's fight. He's fought this guy named Morgan, which is like a space vampire kind of character. But they feed on the spiritual energy of totems, and the totems that they look for are any uh, entity that c- carries some kind of animal spirit within them and so peter obviously being a spider um and being a very powerful individual in his own right uh attracts this creature named morgan and they have an epic epic battle and parker's talked about this in his comic corners and where it's like like it was weeks long basically war in new york city and no matter what he tried to do he could not kill this guy he's basically an immortal vampire from space and they end up trying to he ends up basically giving it like radioactive poisoning and like tricks him into like a nuclear reactor and like basically kills him that way i think and he had help because like his like igor type like assistant character betrays him at the end and so it's like the only reason parker gets out of it but this is all happens before the book and the book picks up years later in um when uh Morgan's sister and two brothers come to New York. And so and that's where the book picks up. Um but Rhino is featured pretty heavily in the book and they do a really good job of humanizing him and making him an interesting intriguing character. And so I really liked how they did that. But also at this point this is pretty far into Rhino's story and he's already at this point in the story he's had genetic mutations uh done to him. To where he is even as strong as the Hulk at this point. So he's like an actual serious bad guy threat. Not just like a joke villain. And uh, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, I highly recommend it. Jim Butcher's a great writer. Uh, he also writes my favorite um, novel series, The Dresden Files. Which I cannot recommend enough. There are currently 17 books out for Dresden Files. And like three or four short story anthologies on top of that. At this point, we should be getting some sort of like royalties. You've mentioned. I don't need it, Jim. But no, it's, <laughs> it's just good enough. There are a few things I will promote for free, and Dresden Files is definitely one of them. I've heard nothing the but first great co- things. Yeah, the first two books are a little slow because they're the first books he ever wrote, and one of them he wrote while he was in college. But uh, the third book picks up pretty heavily, and it's just uphill from there. And the last like three to seven books have been like fucking amazing. Like, when the last book came out, which is called Battlegrounds, uh, I did not stop listening to the audiobook until it was over. When it released at 12.01 midnight, we actually, on the podcast, we talk about how we have to stop recording so we can go download the book because it comes out in, like, four minutes. Mm-hmm. And me and Parker, Parker went to sleep at, like, 4 a.m., but I listened to it from midnight until 11 p.m. the next day or something, something like that. It was a long day. Anyway. That's called an addiction. Mm-hmm. I never said I wasn't addicted to Dresden Files, but I'm actually rereading the series for like the eighth time right now. That's cool. Um, yeah. Okay, back to Rhino. So 
doesn't it just seem like Rhino's just like going to be a four point or a three point juggernaut of some sort with like lesser, yes. right? Like a lesser juggernaut? Yes. yes. Okay. You seem to have a negative attitude, and I would like to inform you that would be awesome. <laughs> so fuck you. Okay. Hey, That's I, exactly I, what I, I want is four point juggernaut. That's exactly I, what I want. I've collected a lot of Spider Man comics in my time, and I never got excited about him. Except when he was played then, by uh, Giovanni. <laughs> what's his face for the cameo? Oh, Giovanni. Uh, what's his name? The guy Fuck from yeah. Billions. Um, I'm like, this Paul is really Giovanni. miscast. Like here, that's not good. What are you talking about? Yeah, that was a ridiculous. I hate it when they do show like completely retcon someone's backstory just to shove in like a star. Uh, it was it was super campy and funny, but like it would have yeah. been terrible as a movie. Yeah, so the Rhino is a Russian mercenary who agrees to a science experiment where they basically put him in this special kind of body armor. It's basically a suit of power armor, but it's like kind of like bioorganic. And um, so he puts it on. He basically becomes like, you know, super strong, super tough, uh, has super high endurance. He's basically becomes like the ultimate super soldier, way more than like even Captain America or anybody like that. But um he leaves the suit on, and it actually ends up bonding to his skin, and then he can't take it off. And so the rhino motif is not actually, like, part of his uh, official costume. He he was told by, like, an like a supervillain agent that he had to have some kind of motif, and being the Grey Russian was not something he could do. And so he goes out and he bought the rhino costume helmet and wears it over the armor to make himself look like a rhino, and then is like... As a joke, he's the rhino, and then everyone makes fun of him, so he tries to stop being the rhino, so he takes the hat off and tries to do jobs as just himself, and he's like, I'm the rhino. He's like, you know, the rhino has, like, the big hat. Like, you're not the rhino. Get out of here. Uh-huh. And, like, he, he can't get work unless he wears the hat now, and now he, he fucking hates it. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty funny. That's in the novel as well. The video but game yeah. had a really good representation of it. Um, just a big, giant, hulking dude running around trying to get Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The video game was awesome, but he's basically the Russian from uh, Punisher, but instead of being like Dolph Lundgren, he's just a rhino. Gotcha. I'm super psyched about Sinister Six, though. Like Amazing Spider-Man is my favorite comic book uh, back in the day, yeah. and he's a super huge part of that. And Spider Foes has a whole handful of them, and they're yeah. almost complete. Like complete that gives a nice little affiliation. Yeah. I didn't think they would do Sinister Six because Spider-Foes is just, like, all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. But with where we're at now, I think it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I would never thought we would have got Hydra with Cabal being a thing. Yeah, I think and, uh, and, I think they can do whatever they want. I think that's what they've shown us. <laughs> don't tell Parker this, but I'm pretty sure he actually made a bet that Hydra was going to be a faction. He did. He did. Yeah, it, like, probably a year and a half ago. No, ago. but it was like a year and a half yeah. ago when they did Sin, and she's like, he's like, she's going to be a Hydra leader. And they were like, oh, okay, we'll see. And then it didn't happen. He lost the bet. But like, I don't know that we ever put a time limit on it. So nobody bring this up to Parker. No. In fact, we just need to hold him down and shave his head and then tell him what happened yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll play the recordings for him later. <laughs> Sorry, dude. This has to happen. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, so are you aware of any other news, sir? No, that's all I saw. Okay, uh, I'm just going to do one final check in case there's any last-minute news. Normally, Parker does this during the pre-ramble. But, uh, oh, AMG's website is down. Oh, boy. How convenient. Huh. Uh, I haven't looked at that rules question we were worried about. Ooh. So uh, I have some good news on okay. the news front. 
Um, we have, so we record on Wednesdays for people that don't know. Uh, so next Wednesday, the next episode after this one is going to be the last day of November. So we'll know if Aaron wins or loses his bet next week. And his bet was that there would be a crisis pack announced with all new crises in it by the end of November. Mm -hmm. So we'll know next week. Perfect. It's time for him to get some probationary episodes too. He's been lacking. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. We might have to get him to shave his head. (laughs) Just a tackle, just a random tackle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so this is the end of news. Moving on. Bye, news. Uh, Jeremy, what have you been playing lately? Oh, man. Uh, I've been having a blast with Spider Foes and Criminals. Spider Foes are super fun, and it's kind of amazing. I haven't played wide in a long time. And criminals and spider foes are fine playing wide. In fact, I built them that way. I don't have anything expensive in the list. It's just a bunch of dudes. Is and, this uh, a hybrid list or is it separate lists? It's a hybrid. They can, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, I, I know they have a lot of overlap. I was just yep, a lot, a ton of overlap. It's not like I changed it to criminals. Okay. Nope, nope. Um, and it's cool just to be all about the board and do the thing which I hate the most when people do it to me which is play a bunch of models that are basically equally um, effective and dangerous. And I don't know, like, I don't really care who you're going to attack. doesn't matter to me. Attack somebody, they're going to bite you Mm -hmm. back. Uh, And it's just been a blast. And depending on what the the missions are, I can shift and really be effective on pretty much anything I'm playing on. Very, very cool. So I've been having a blast with that. I've probably played eight games or so with that combination and just having a good time. Cool. Um, I have been playing Convocation still, but I'm looking to make a change and that'll kind of lead us into our main topic is um, I want to build a Hydra list and on the topic of what you've been playing, Spider Foes, Mm -hmm. I tell people that I think Spider Foes is the best kept secret in all of MCP because they're they're the anomaly. Everyone can tell you that taking lots of four point models is dumb. Playing lots of attrition-only models is dumb, and you can't have no, like, real scenario strategy and win games. And they, like, literally do those three things and win games, and it makes no sense. Like, they break the normal format, which Mm -hmm. is considered the meta, right? And so I love that about them, because they're just just better at what they want to do than you think they are. And, and they're just a little harder to kill than you think they are. Mm-hmm. And they have a little bit more board control than you think they do. And it's, like, just enough to get by with doing, like, a completely off-meta list. I love it about them. I agree with all of that. I haven't played a game with Spider-Foes where I thought, this just isn't going to work. Like, I'm not going to win this. Uh, mm-hmm. About halfway through, I always feel I've got at least a 50-50, even at my worst-case scenarios. And that's different than playing three models. Like, you know, turn two, what's going to happen. They do. They have one extra health than they should. And they're all medium bases, which people don't realize, or at least a lot of them are. And they usually, their defense is good. And half of them have some sort of goofy thing that attacks you during your own turn. Like, people don't understand, like, how crazy that is. Mm -hmm. They're like the ultimate trap card faction. Mm They're just a bunch of gotchas. And it's hard to, it's, there's so many of them. It's not like any one is really strong, but there's so many, 
it's not even that you forget about them. It's just that you can't not trigger them. Like, there's just too many effects. Yep. It's like, I can't not attack Venom and not attack Sabretooth and not move within range four of Goblin and not move within range three of Mysterio and also not hold objectives and also not contest objectives. Like, I can't do all that. Like, right? It's just not even an option. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to walk face first in their abilities. There's nothing you can do about it. And they have one of, like, to me, one of the strongest cards, tactics cards in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. just the ability to make everyone drop their objectives or make the guy who's holding one objective drop it. There's nothing they can do to stop it. It just happens. Yeah. I mean, you can roll bad, which has actually happened to me. I have missed it before with a single objective. But it's very random. Yes. Uh, do you play cubes in your list? Yes. Okay. I love cubes in that list for that exact reason. You have more health than most people mm-hmm. and you go wider than the average list. And so you can not only spread the damage out, but while they're taking damage, then you play all according to plan or sorry, well-laid plans, not yep. all according to plan, well-laid plans. And then they're taking extra damage for holding objectives that damage them. And it's, it, you just kill people like, mm-hmm. right. You just do all this damage for free. It's like, my guy's going to walk up to this objective Cool, you triggered Sinister Traps. You take two damage. Okay, cool. I walk back to the objective and pick it up. Well, when you walk there, Green Goblin's going to use Tricks and Traps, and this building's going to explode, and you're going to take another two damage. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, all right, now I play Well-Laid Plans. You take another damage. You're dazed, and you drop your objective. It's like, I haven't attacked you yet. You're like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> yep. It's so funny. Yep, and people, anyway. don't, yeah, people don't understand. Like, even Mysterio, who is uh, the Turtle of Turtles... They're like, how much health does he have? I'm like, six. What? Like, Effective defense, five. Yeah. You're it's like, ridiculous. I don't respect his five defense dice, but what you need to respect is his dodge, because he gets to dodge with all five. Mm-hmm. And that's the tricky part most people don't think about, because Enchantress doesn't, right? She doesn't yeah. get to dodge with her with her mystic. But Correct. Mysterio does. They caught that in, like, in the experience of that kit and updated it and so everyone since then has had that ability his card that turns Um, off crits is just ball breaking yeah grand illusion is pretty dumb like it's it's one of the most overpowered cards in the game but it's so weird because nobody plays mysterio and nobody plays Mm -hmm. that card so you don't see it very often he's just another three-pointer that lives forever and he drains your opponent i mean that's just what he does he's very taxing yeah Mm -hmm. for sure okay so uh, moving into our main topic, uh, I said last week I wanted to build a Cabal and Hydra roster. For a couple reasons, I've slightly adjusted that. I'm now just going to build a roster that's solely planning on playing Hydra because they look super fun and campy, and I like fun and campy things. And I want to focus on playing Strucker, Baron Strucker, uh-huh. as my leader. And part, part of this is because Parker said he's bad. I'm going to prove his ass wrong. <laughs> And two is a reason we'll talk about later. Um, So one thing I was thinking about when I was looking at building this list is how good Spider-Foes were at building non-meta lists. And so I'm looking for not exactly just taking Spider-Foe models and putting them in Hydra and hoping for the best, but but building a similar kind of list, a list that's kind of meant to brawl people and just be really annoying to the point where they can they can go toe to toe with you because they just put things in their favor. And so starting off, uh, we're going to start with characters and then we'll, we'll kind of work our way through, cr- through tactics cards and then through missions. We'll come back around and mm-hmm. make sure that we like where everything's at. Uh, so obviously adding the first model is going to be Baron Strucker. 
Um, so let's just go ahead and add the obvious add-in Hydra models. Does that make sense? Yep. All right, so Zola. Zola works really well with Strucker. Baron Zemo. So we got both the Barons. Um, I'm going to throw in Bob, Ma Red Skull, Master of Hydra. Yep. And then we'll come back, and if we need to cut them, we can. That's fine. So uh, we got Strucker, Zola, Zemo, Bob, and Red Skull. Um, I don't really plan on playing Red Skull as the leader because the point of the list is just kind of build a brawly list. Mm -hmm. But I think not including Red Skull would be a mistake because of his effectiveness by bringing a grunt to the battle, which is like, in my opinion, the number one thing you can do to win games is bring a grunt. Like it's it's so they're so overpowered. I don't know how you don't do it. Now, that being said, he's the only five point grunt character, so it's a little dented there. And uh, but he's just so good at brawling that I think it'd be a mistake to not bring him. No, he, he's a five-point splash. I mean, he's not even a yeah. splash. Like, he makes your affiliation. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can throw eight points at the wall and have three contesting models that are affiliated, uh -huh. and one of them is Red Skull. That's good. That's a win. Does Red Skull right. put out... Um, he status? doesn't do negative effects. Okay. He does not. Uh, so, just covering what he does real quick. Um, he does have a potential throw on his spender... Um, but remember, we don't need everyone to have debuffs gotcha. because Strucker on his own can can hand out debuffs. And I think Zola can as well. And again, I haven't played with them. I've only played against them once. And so I'm going to be refreshing myself during this. Um, so, but I've been reading up on them. So he does the good version of poison, which is the puke them out without doing damage. Right. So that's really solid. So yeah, Strucker is... Uh, Death Spore Virus costs two active. Um, other characters within three of this character gain poison, which is great because it happens after the power phase. So your characters aren't going to get hit by it initially. Uh, and then your goal is obviously to transfer those effects to other people. Mm -hmm. So that's um, cool. That's a cool thing. That's cool tech. Yeah. Um, people like to hate on arrogance because it's technically not good because both people count skulls in the role. But the attack roll is generally going to have more dice in it than the defense roll. Just, I think it's fine. It's not good, right? It's not powerful, but it's fine. Being able right. to do something is a lot better than not being able to do something, right? Yeah. <laughs> not having it as an option sucks. All right. So let's talk about characters that can really uh, put the leadership over the top. So mm -hmm. first off, let's talk about the leadership. It is um, Hydra High Council. Uh, there's two effects. I like to say them in this in the reverse order because I think it makes more sense to people. Once per turn, when an enemy character gains a special condition, the allied character that caused the effect that gave them the condition removes one damage from itself. So just by applying a negative effect to somebody, you remove a damage once per turn. The pretty, second ability... Pretty standard. Yeah. Second ability is after an attack made by an allied character is resolved, if the attack dealt damage... This character may use this leadership ability. Choose or that character may use this leadership ability. Choose one special condition the allied character has. If the defending enemy character does not have that condition, it gains it, and the allied character loses the condition. So if you attack somebody with an effect they don't have, they gain the effect and you lose it. And that will trigger the second part of when you give them a negative effect, you heal a damage. So the goal is to get a lot of different negative effects on your people, and then transfer them to enemies. 
Alternative, you don't have to transfer them if your people just apply them mm-hmm. because you still get the healing on that. But if you want to remove negative effects, you need to attack people that don't have your condition. So a lot of people say this is bad leadership. I like it because it does multiple things and it it kind of changes the way the game is played. Um, it's not just, well, your, your numbers are one higher. I think those leaderships are boring. They're generally abusable and more mm-hmm. meta, but I don't like them. So I think this is super fun. Because it kind of creates a mini game, which I like mini games. So, who is your um, number one ad? Who, who, what character do you like? So that's why I want to talk about. So, what are the ways that we can abuse this leadership? First of all, we want to have people that apply negative effects. Second of all, we want people that are going to deal damage. Third of all, we want probably models that have high range because we want target of opportunity. We want to be able to attack whoever we want, and we want those attacks to be able to apply our negative effects. So. Just with that logic behind it, I would say someone like Shuri, because she has incredible range, and she's very likely to deal damage with her attack. Now, she doesn't apply negative effects, so that's kind of a downside, and she doesn't really synergize other than that. She doesn't usually need to remove damage, so that's not really a synergy. But just as a concept, I want people who have ability to, to for high target selection. Bucky. So, right, so I was thinking Bucky would actually be great. Um, so looking at Bucky's card, he has a range five attack. He applies bleed. And so you get the trigger, even if you don't have bleed on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downside is when is Bucky generally damaged? He's all, I mean, actually he finds himself damaged quite a bit because people are trying you to get so? rid of him. Absolutely. Okay. And he That's has fair. six health on the front, which is mm-hmm. really nice. Five health on the front. Six oh, five five and back. six on the back. Yeah. But yeah it, an 11. I think it's win, win. If people aren't attacking mm-hmm. Bucky, you're murdering them anyway. Yeah, so I don't disagree. I think Bucky's a good add. Um, I don't think he makes every list, but also just being a rogue agent helps. Because, you know, you don't always want a melee three-pointer. And mm-hmm. currently we only have melee threes. Um, so let's go Winter Soldier added. Have you thought? All right. So the character I've thought the yep. most about to this point is Venom. So for multiple reasons. Venom is one of the few characters of the game that can apply stagger to an enemy because if he gains stagger and then attacks you with so many snacks, he transfers stagger to you because he hasn't activated yet, which is hilarious. Now, why would he have stagger, right? Like, that's dumb. But think about this. Uh, You're using Kingpin and you attack somebody. I play... uh, Or you attack somebody with Hail to the King. I play um, Lethal Protector. Venom is now taking the hit. So you hit him with Hail to the King, which causes him to gain stagger. And then I, you throw him away, but he's range three, so he gets to attack you back. I so many snacks and hit you. I apply bleed and then transfer stagger to you. And Jeremy quits the game, right? <laughs> you just pack up your models and leave. <laughs> I Doesn't think this you, sound fun? <laughs> I think you get a platinum PlayStation 4 trophy for doing it. I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it at all, but it's okay. So, right, but, and so I'm not saying that it's going to happen a lot, right? But he does like, apply not, bleed. I like that. But, but, so he auto applies bleed. So he's, if he, if he applies bleed, he heals one. He doesn't even have to deal damage. Mm-hmm. He just heals one. Very good. And so it's more healing on Venom. He's got range three for a melee character, which is great. He's got bodyguard, which is great with lethal protector. Not bodyguard, but he protects people. Um, he has a counterattack out of activation. He has board control with, with the web snare. He can throw stuff. He's a great brawly model. He's got a deep health pool. He takes damage a lot. I don't think there's any way you build this list without Venom in it. 
I know you like crazy. Venom. Uh, do you, do you agree with my points though, or do you think I'm just I'm just begging for Venom? I'd have to see it played. I, I don't know. I mean, just because I mean, I, he literally is like everything we talked about. He takes damage. He has a deep health pool. He's got higher than average range. Um, he has great target selection because of web snare. He has counter attack. Mm-hmm. Like there's literally nothing on the list we named that he doesn't have. Sure. And you have lots of rerolls for him, uh, which mm-hmm. he needs. Like he doesn't always punch as hard as he yeah, needs to. And I, you, like, I don't hate you him. Bodyguard. You have multiple strategic geniuses in the list. Yeah. So you bodyguard to them if you need to, to get your rerolls and he gets it on defense and then on his counter attack, which is great. We are just imagine we are vending somebody Dealing four damage, transferring a negative effect, and then healing five. Oh no, it's it's cool. Yeah, I I can see a world where it's obnoxious as shit. I just wonder um, like what this list is going to look like because Venom might yeah. be one of the only targets that you ever want to kill. Like the rest of it is just a bunch of I don't know. Well, you can take Red Skull, and you want to kill Red Skull. <laughs> sure, that's the thing. So I was talking with Aaron, and he thinks that Red Skull is one of the best models in the current meta. But the problem is protecting him. Well, I'm already bringing Lethal Protector. And so that's a package that brings extra defense for him already. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't I don't hate Venom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you play yeah, him pretty I, good, I think, so. All right. So the, that brings... So can you think of any other counterattackers other than Sabretooth that exist in the game? Am uh, I, am I, I think wrong? with those guys, uh, Ronan, Ronan is an auto-pick. Really? Right, I haven't thought about Ronan. That's Ronan an applies, take. and then yeah. he gets to attack. Then he heals. God help you. Wait, does he actually heal yes. out of daze? Because no, he never it makes it. No, you're still dazed or KO'd, because you use the accuser. You get dazed. Because it's part of the ability. It says, if an enemy effect would cause this character to get dazed or KO'd after the effect is resolved, you may use the superpower. This character immediately advances short, makes one attack, targeting the enemy character that caused the effect, then this character is dazed or KO'd. It doesn't interrupt like the Black Order card does. Even though you Because even heal if one? you heal one, the the superpower you just use says you are dazed. Okay. It doesn't matter, yeah. But at least he does apply his effect. He does, he does get to but, do yeah, it. So you're losing the heal. But the, So the thing that I wasn't thinking about until you said it was he has a lot of his stuff already gives negative effects. Mm-hmm. So like Universal Weapons, a range four attack, uh, energy that pushes and on damage it applies shock, which is great. Um, judgment's great, getting to judge people because they attack you, which is another way to heal. And you just apply I didn't think it, about right? this. That like you just sounds... apply judgment. Like here you go. Oh yeah, if they attack anyone within three of them, you just apply judgment. I didn't <clears throat> think about that at all. Judgment would be amazing with Red Skull in your list too, because then they can't really attack him back. Right, you poison people and judge them, and it's just like, ugh. Like, it's, it's like, congrats, have fun shaking. Like, like you yeah. just have to shake those effects. You can't sit there and, and do nothing for the game. The other one I want to do is stun and poison. Just get people stunned and poison. They'd be like one power from getting dazed. It's so mm-hmm. annoying. Okay, okay, I like Ronin. I'm going to put him on the list. I did not think about that at all. That is, that's a good job by you. Okay. So we've got a lot of expensive characters now. Let's try and start thinking about cheaper people. What about Who's it? Ch- um Black Widow? She has stun on her her attack. She also has a stagger. Yes. She's um, actually really good with that kind of thing. So let's see. Widow Sting drains power, which is cute, and then mixed technique staggers. Are you talking about Widow 2 or Widow 1? I thought when it Oh no no no. I would say well, so Widow 1's good. 
because she applies the stagger and whatnot. Um, but mm. I was actually thinking about Mystique. Mystique's build oh, Mystique. or Mystique Spender. Yes, yeah, stun before before damage. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Mystique personally. Um, I know she's good. She has a lot of good stuff. Um, she would certainly be better in a faction that gave her healing. Um, but the three cost spenders, she's not gonna be doing it that much. Yeah. What about? Mm. Did you think about um Blade? I know he's your hotness lately. I did not think about Blade, and again, I think there's already there's too many good fours for Blade to be okay. good. Now that said, Blade would heal for a shit ton in this <laughs> list. Uh, so he has a range four attack that causes bleed on a wild. His range two melee and range three melee both auto apply bleed. Uh, he has pierce, and then he just factually at the end of his activation heals one and gains the power for every enemy within two that has bleed which i have a feeling will be a large number of the enemies like maybe 90 plus percent of the people he ends with mm-hmm. two of bleed and so when you're healing for x plus one every round like that's a lot and he's not squishy like he's very solid defensive stats he has defensive rerolls, and he has six base health on both sides but again, he's a four pointer, so it's it's hard to hard to justify another four pointer. I think if he makes it, Ronan's got to go. But uh, I'll put him on the list. We'll we'll because maybe we'll get to the end and just have extra space. Mm-hmm. Whoops, I clicked him. Oh, there we go. Okay, um, let's start trying to think about cheaper characters. But I like where your head's that's at. Where You're I'm, that's kind of what I'm looking at now. Uh, what about Black Cat? I mean, that's never bad, and she applies stagger pretty easily. Um, so yeah, the stagger is auto range three. I mean, applying stagger is great. I don't know how often she has a bunch of damage on her. Not usually. She just dies. That's the trick is because you really want to utilize the leadership. Because if we just want to apply negatives, we can do that with like Hawkeye and stuff. Sure. The problem is like Hawkeye doesn't take damage. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think her, I'm looking at Hawkeye now. Bleed, shock, slow, poison, but again, I don't think he really utilizes the leadership, and if we want somebody like that, we already have Bucky. Um, Bucky is actually ideal, I think. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like, we already have someone at that role, and if we were taking a three-pointer, I think it's Zemo, so... Yeah. Because we already have two affiliated threes. I don't think taking Black Cat's going to really change the math. The only reason would be because we thought the, the steel would be really advantageous. But I can't get her the extra power, so she's kind of just hanging around until she mm-hmm. gets the power. I guess if I was willing to take Red Skull's leadership, she'd get there faster, but I'm not. Not not really, at least. So, Okay. Oh, uh, this one is an auto-include. I forgot about this guy. Uh, Baron, because you need all the Barons. More yeah, down. true enough. So this guy's the other all-star, other than Venom. So first off, he's got deep health on the front. He commonly takes damage, so he likes to heal. He causes damage to other people, which lets them heal every round, which is great. So you guarantee you're getting usefulness out of the healing. Uh, It costs him two to give people uh, within three of him an extra two dice on their attack, and then they suffer a damage. And so I believe because they both are after the attack is resolved, you get to take the damage and then heal it with the leadership instantly. So you effectively just don't take damage as long as your attack applies a negative effect. And then he can, as an action, gain two power. And so he's standing behind all your people, just slamming his stick on the ground repeatedly, gaining power, and then all of your attacks get plus two. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, love that's this nice. guy in here. His, uh, his range four attack applies hex on a wild. 
uh, his his four range force spender applies incinerate and poison, and then he can spend two power and target an enemy within three, and all, most negative effects on them spread to all enemies within two. And so once you've got all of these effects on somebody, you just push them to everybody else nearby. Like you use Venom, throw them into somebody after they've activated, and then Mortar runs up and just spreads all the negative effects. Mm-hmm. He spreads Hex, Incinerate, Poison, and Slow. Yeah, he's a good one for negative effects, and you can use him for healing. Mm-hmm. So Mordo's in. I've got another three-pointer for you. Oh, hit me with it. Hood. Oh, yeah. Hood was going to be on the short list as well. Um, so he applies Bleed to allies by healing them, which is great. Um, he <laughs> has Yeah, he's win. Uh, he applies Bleed on his... Um, whoops. How do you... I'm on... Uh, on a list builder. Oh, I see. Swap. <laughs> to get to possess side. He applies bleed, I guess, on his razor talons on his possessed side, which is whatever. Um, it's fine, I guess. But uh he also has so this is the let me pull this up real quick. Um scientific method is one of their tactics cards that I've been trying to figure out how to use. Uh so Zola spends two, choose another allied character with of threat three or less within three. They suffer two damage, and for the rest of the game, the chosen character gains the, these two special powers. One is a range two, six dice, mystic attack that counts their skulls. The second one is when they attack you, you get two extra defense dice unless they spend two. And so if they attack Hood and don't spend the two, he gets um, plus two defense dice. He can use invisibility cloak, go up to five mystic counting blanks, which is really cool. Yeah, so Hood, Hood was definitely going to be in. I like that. Um, got another four pointer for you. Okay. What do you think about Sinister? Ooh, Sinister is always a hard buy. He is a hard buy, but when you can heal him by applying root, I mean, it makes you want to spend root. I didn't think about that. Yeah, spend zero, apply root to somebody because it's just yeah, it's just a um. Oh no, it costs one. It power does cost and one. A genetic token. Okay, it costs one. So that's fine, but Sinister's problem is always with power generation, and I yeah. don't fix that. He's always hard to kill. I don't think that changes. But yeah, I couldn't give him enough power to use his attacks all the time. And as cool as it would be, as cool as it would be to clone somebody and world (laughs) domination somebody and get like two extra characters. Oops. Oh my God, it would be hilarious. Like, talk about living your dreams. It's the best. God, that would be like, here's a four pointer and a three pointer. Like, what? What if you, uh, the only more just straight like insulting thing you could do is use the hydra card to summon sinister and then sinister clothes somebody after that that would be the only more insulting thing you could do oh my god and the person he clones is craven and then craven fearful symmetries into (laughs) spider-man like that would be jesus if by the way if you can ever like do this in a game contact me i yes. will give you something like i i need confirmation for your opponent please don't cheat but oh my god i need to know that this happened like my life will be complete we can finally tell your tale yeah i can't do it but like if we were playing a joke list and like the goal was just to like rue goldberg somebody to like <laughs> all right so hear me out after four steps we will have a spider-man on the board you're like but you could just take spider-man it's like shut up <laughs> like you're not listening yeah. by turn five it will yeah. be done yeah I feel like when you do that, you just like, I don't know, you just like ascend or something like I don't know what happens. So 
if you put Bucky in your list and you also put Nick Fury in the Howling Commandos, it is quite the shit show if somebody knocks you down. Because um, they also have grenades that give out incinerate. Range three. I mean, they're a really good combo, especially if you've got Bucky. So grenades are a one cost range three four dice ability that auto applies incinerate. And they can help you move. They're their base attack is a gainer that has pursuit before damage is dealt. This character may advance short on a wild range four five dice, and then their um, their their big spender. The show's over. We found this out at Warfare because somebody brought it up. They have an ability called Pour It On. It's like um, rapid fire, but it just generates a whole other attack that can target somebody else, which is super cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It is. It is a second I've got your back. So I was thinking at this point, wouldn't we just take Domino, though? Because it doesn't she have a range four grenade? Uh, she does. And she also has rapid fire, but it's shorter range. But she has, you know, super dice. And her super dice plus rerolls might be cool. Well, Domino doesn't place anything. And I just think of ways to make Red Skull good. If if that's your heavy hitter. And Fury can make, it, make him really good. Because he can place him. Wait, what? Uh, sibling in arms. So it's reverse Hydra tactics. It's what Medusa has. Yeah, it's reverse Hydra. Well, mm-hmm. Medusa can do either. E- yes. Yeah. But yeah, just the ability to place a model is pretty silly. <clears throat> and I that mean, is interesting. They're only a three-point model, and they produce a lot. Every time I've played against them, they're always, they always make their points back by far. They're pretty nasty. But Jeremy, I already have a grunt with Red Skull. I can't take this grunt as well. <laughs> There's only so many grunts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't like that. I don't think they really synergize. They're really squishy. Mm-hmm. They don't really apply negative effects on their own, kind of with grenades. But like I said, if like you said, if you're taking them, that's really to move Red Skull, yeah. which isn't really, that means they don't have any power left for grenades. Sure. Um, I don't know. They'd probably be fine. I, I think it's worth keeping them in mind. I think I would rather take Domino, and I don't really think I want to take Domino. Yeah, I know she's not your favorite. Now, Punisher's well, your favorite. What do you think about Punisher? That's not a problem. Uh, okay, I didn't think about him, but now that you say that. <laughs> He's, do, he does have do aim like shot. Me some Punisher. Well, yeah, so that's the thing. I'm thinking about aim shot. So he gets stun and slow, so that gives me a range 5 stun attack <laughs> that does good damage and slow. Hmm... And everybody in your list has fucking re-rolls. So, like, he's getting re-rolls. He's getting to apply it's just crap. one. It's just one re-roll. How many barons do you have, man? You have two. It doesn't stack. It's the same ability. Oh, is it? They're all, they're all yeah. called the same? Mm-hmm. I just know you love yourself some Punisher. All right, so take a second and try and think of everyone in the game that applies Incinerate. Uh, Toad is the most common. Okay. But the easiest way to apply it is Grenades from Domino. Um, yeah. Is there any way we can just search for people that do this? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a database of like negative effects. Uh, Human Torch. Let's see. I know he does incinerate, but uh, alright. He's all short range. He would probably like some healing. I think he dies too fast, though. I think Toad, because, like, his five on the front, if you could heal him a little bit, 
becomes very yeah, I, I don't hate it. It's a solid two-point option. The only downside I see is that he doesn't have long-range attacks. And he is still squishy, even though he's like he's not squishy for his uh-huh. point cost, but he is still squishy. Um, but he is kind of mobile. Asset spit costing two. The problem is like if he gets attacked, he's not going to have any power because you're going to have to slippery away to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Prehensile tail is still good, so you get to take objectives. He gets to take objectives off of your people that are actually fighting, which is obviously good. People play Toad. Um, asset spit's not bad. I don't know how often he'll deal damage to trigger the leadership, but auto-applying Incinerate will heal him one. Um, there's also Ghost Rider and his card. He can apply Incinerate to you automatically. Oh, what about... Um, that reminds me. I don't think I want... That's too many points. Um, what's her name? Magic. Yep, Magic oh, can do magic. it too. Yep. Yeah, so if I'm doing that, I would just take Magic instead, but I don't think she... Okay, so her four-cost Dark Child Spender, range three, bleed and incinerate, and then you count their skulls. But that's her only negative effect she does. It's not bad still. She's okay. She has energy absorption on mystic attacks. Hmm. Cable. Again, I think that's too many points. But... <laughs> he has too many points. You wouldn't. I don't think he used Cable in that list at all. He, oh, he does incinerate at range five, though. That's something. Are you just going through line by line looking for? Uh, I was, and now I'm kind of looking around. I think I found them all. We're we're pretty okay. damn close. Yeah, there's not that many. It's obviously a strong effect. You know, who's Crimson Dynamo applies shock very easily. He's really good. And healing Crimson Dynamo. Oh my god. Again, I don't like Crimson Dynamo, but let me take a look. Oh, his. So he shock on a wild on a beam four. Um, he has ability to gain power. Uh, place, I cannot overstate place. how much his disruption field is effective. They attack him or an ally within three. Reroll up to two of the attack dice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that is very good. That is, that is real good. Yeah, he also has DR. So yeah, he's tanky. But all of his power is going to that, which is fine. It's not like there's not a better use for his power. Um, and he can, can create his own a... power. He's got the uh, capacitors. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, so the only reason I would even consider him is because he has a beam and you could shock multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could keep them shocked for a long time. What about like Storm then? Because Storm, doesn't Storm do multiple negative effects? I think she has slow and, and shock. So she has range four lightning bolt. Um, her blizzard, which costs zero, applies stun on damage. And then she has an AoE, t- AoE 2 Hurricane that doesn't do effects, but it's an AoE. Um, she has pseudo-stealth, and she can throw stuff, and she can add two dice to her next attack. That's not terrible. I think she... I'd be more interested in Storm, just because I have too many big guys already. Mm-hmm. But I do see there would be a strong... I actually think there's a good synergy with Dynamo. Hmm. Oh shit, you know who does incinerate? Ultron. He's a four-pointer as well. Let's see, Ultron. Energy on a wild. So you're basically losing beam on the same point frame to pick up a better throw, or a good throw, instead of no throw. Um, And that's pretty much it. Eh. Yeah, I don't think I'd take Ultron. Gotcha. Yeah, I I would definitely rather have Dynamo. I'd rather see Ultron than Dynamo. (laughs) You would rather play against Ultron than Dynamo? Yeah, I hate playing against Dynamo. He's awful. 
All right, so it looks like, well, we have 12, 13 characters right now. Uh, so we're at Strucker, Red Skull, 2. Zola, Zemo, Bob, Winter Soldier, Venom, Ronin, Blade, Mordo, Hood, Sinister, Dynamo. Okay. So we are going to add a couple more because we're obviously going to make some cuts. I'm going to sort by threat value. Okay. Um, so we have Bob and List already. Um, other good options for twos. We have, well, just, I'm just going to go through all the two options. Okay. Wong, Toad, Rocket, Okoye, Nebula, Honey Badger, Bullseye, and Black Widow. Bullseye um, applies bleed. That's what I was just looking at. Yeah. So Bullseye applies bleed, ignores cover, fine, whatever. Um, his rapid fire attack, doesn't it do something? Oh, it's just bleed. So I think I'd rather have Toad than Bullseye. Uh, none of them are affiliated except for Bob. Bob doesn't do negatives, but he's got Hydra Tactics for mobility, and he's got, obviously, the big damage, which is cool. Um, Nebula does stun, right? Doesn't she do stun and shock? She does do she stun does. and shock. Hmm. And she would like she likes scientific method, too, I think. Yeah, because she gets a defensive reroll, and she's a 3-3-2, which makes her a 5-5-4 with a reroll. The only downside is her health pool. And she also already heals for one. And so she'd basically be like a little X-23 in our list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd rather apply shock than bleed with my list because a lot of my people apply bleed. And I need to apply different effects. Gotcha. Okay. So I like this. This is something. She's also immune to bleed, poison, and stun. That's funny. <laughs> she's a robot. Uh, yeah, she's a robot. That's fine. Um, but also, she's just deadly as fuck, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's super, super efficient killer if she gets in there. Um, Okoye would just be a bodyguard, really. Um, yeah, I Rocket, don't see that. Rocket doesn't do anything, does he? Uh, maybe just, on I mean, his bender. Nah. Nothing? It's just it's just the vortex. So I'm going to put Toad on the list, and I'm going to put Nebula on the list. Okay. Uh, and we're going to call it good on characters for a bit. We're going to move on to tactics cards. Okay, so we're going to start with Affiliated. Alright, um, so I've taken some time and reread the card Endless Legions. I don't know if you guys listen to our um, Tactics Card Review podcast. Um, this card, it lets the, um, the Hydra minion, the Grunt, is effectively immortal when you play this card. Uh, I think that this card is the worst card in the game. <laughs> I was totally wrong, this card sucks. Uh, the problem being that they resummon for free, and if they keep getting damaged, they get pushed out of location. The only time I think it has any value is if your goal is to have the Grunt on one side of the board and Red Skull on the other, and want to maintain that. I can't because imagine they, it being worth the tactic spot. Right, because they just auto-summon for free. Yeah, I, It's just so bad. I didn't realize that at the time. <laughs> Oops. I honestly didn't realize they were going to resummon automatically. Alright, so... Uh, Inevitable trail is during the cleanup phase before victory points are scored. If there, are, if an allied character may spend eight, choose an enemy within two that that does not contest secures. Um, so this is really big if you're about to win and you put you over the top. Um, I don't know if it's worth it. Cult research is cost ten on Red Skull. Um, Red Skull and everyone within two of him are staggered, and then he gains an additional action during all of his activations the remainder of the game. Um, this applies staggered enemies. I don't know if you were aware of that. <laughs> wow. Uh, so we're, we're putting that in. <laughs> and First card, everyone's staggered. 
Everyone's deck. So yeah, I, I don't know that that will stay in, but it's I always wanted to try that card. Somebody at least give it a run. A uh, scientific seems good. Yeah, scientific method is good, obviously. Um, so that's going in. High council is the one where you get another character, right? Yeah. Yeah, you get another character. I don't it, think we're going to do that one. That's the one where Richard almost pulled it off. Yeah, he would have pulled it off if he didn't mention it. Like, he literally was like, I'm about to high council. And Aaron goes, what? It's like, no, you're not. He's like, yeah, I am. I only need, like, two more things. And he's like, wait, what? And he, like, looked at the card. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. And, he, like, he actively tried. He's, like, trying to daze specific people. He just wouldn't have said anything. He would have got it. Uh, so Zola is contesting a secure. Schmidt is not dazed and has six power. Zemo has dazed or killed someone. And Wolfgang Strucker is not days and within two of two or more enemies with poison so the important thing is that um zemo can be dazed when you play this card that's the big one is i think people don't realize zemo can be dazed so it Mm -hmm. makes it easier i mean it's not Um, impossible but i mean technically he could be ko'd and it still counts as long as as he did did it yeah uh, two more shall rise is you change leaderships. I'm not doing that because we don't have any other leaders. World domination is going in. Uh, so world domination is if you are if you control all secures and allied character allied hydra character makes play this card, you gain one victory point for every two secure objective tokens you're holding. Additionally, each character you control gains one power for each two contr- objectives you're holding. We'll talk more about this later, but it's going in. Uh, it's broken bullshit continue it is pretty busted i we'll talk about it later yep okay so those are our objectives or those are our affiliate cards we got three of them uh so moving on to restricted cards um so let's see advanced r&d brace we have a lot of small people i think brace would be good so i'm gonna throw that i agree right now um disarm would actually be not bad follow me would be interesting steal priority maybe because you if you're taking a grunt character you can effectively make your six wide a four wide with follow me which is really really crazy and so if they daze one or two people out of nowhere you can just activate three models in a row and you're like oh shit uh indomitable patch up i think loses a lot of value when you're already playing healing and you're playing a lot of little guys uh sacrifice would be interesting but not required i feel like sacrifice is where you want to be really you think so you have a grunt like no one wants to waste a gigantic attack when you've got a fucking grunt to sacrifice to it's awful why am i getting pings shouldn't be playing my pings i don't know what's going on so anyway um or indomitable like i like indomitable a lot i was kind of thinking indomitable as well So you can't sacrifice to the grunt, obviously. Um, I'm going to lean towards sacrifice for the moment just because I'm planning on playing Red Skull, and I think it's important to make sure Red Skull stays up under any circumstance. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know that it's like the long-term play. I think I'm probably going to end up switching it to Indomitable. But also with Brace, Indomitable is less important. I think, honestly, Disarm might be like the way to go. I don't think anybody plays Disarm right now, but I think it'd be really good if you could pull it off. Because um, their whole point is we're trying to debuff people, and so I like, just keep shutting them down turn after turn. And so, like, you know, Disarm's obviously strong. Could be. Problem is, I, I think we're planning on not having priority, and Disarm's obviously better with priority. Mm-hmm. So, 
let's move on to character character required cards. You've got Hood's Gang, if you want that. Well, the first one we're doing is Lethal Protector. Oh, yeah. I'm just going down the row here. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying a web-based browser builder, and it's annoying to switch back and forth between. Mm -hmm. So... So we could take, I know it's not a um, tactics card, but we could take um, the the power stone on Ronin, make him five points. I'm trying to think if you would play him naked or not. I don't think you would because yeah, he wouldn't have I enough think power so. to actually judge people. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag that in here. Yeah, Ronin's only really good when he's got the stone, I think. Yeah. All right, so it's power stone. Moving on past Ronin, Blade. Blade doesn't have any cards. Hood. Would we play Hood's Gang? It's usually one that I'll put in the pile and then look at it later yeah. when you get the rest of them. Yeah. If Scarlet Witch uses her Winds of Change card or whatever, that, that one mm -hmm. that gives everybody debuffs, mm -hmm. does she just heal back up? Uh, it's each the, the leadership is once per turn. Okay, so, so it's So you not, only heal okay. one per. But yeah, she would heal one when she used gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um, but also part of it is you choose you can choose allies and allies you choose can heal so she could use it do it and heal too hmm. by choosing herself that's actually somebody we didn't think about because um, she applies negative effects and she's a good hitter too yeah she hits hard chaos magic applies bleed hex incinerate poison six dice I don't hate that she's only five points ooh and she can actually put her card in there no more mutants mm -hmm. that's always good the fuck, Jeremy? How'd you forget Scarlet Witch? It's fucked up, dude. Hell, what's that? I fucked up. I fucked up. So the problem is, like, there's so many characters that synergize with this leadership because of, like, interesting, like, abilities and, and negative effects they apply to people. It's easy to miss stuff, so I'm sure we're going to miss stuff. So I, I, that's why I wanted to build this with multiple people, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, everybody else had holiday stuff going on. Um, I also like the idea of having more Mystic in there. I mean, you yeah, have a you little have bit, a good but... spread, yeah. And like in any list, like any control list, you still need your killer, right? You need somebody, and I yeah. plan on that being Red Skull. But in some lists, maybe you do transition that, like, hey, they have strong energy defense, so I got to use Mystic. It'll be interesting seeing when you bury someone in debuffs what that looks like. I mean, I, I've had it happen to me a few times, and it's miserable. Yeah. Um, because I was looking at um. Hawkeye earlier, and I was like, man, he just doesn't do enough of the stuff I want, but like he has, he's like one of the best of debuff appliers out there. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then you said Scarlet Witch, I'm like, yeah, that's just the, the better version of Hawkeye that brawls that I wanted. It was a good call. Mm -hmm. And so, it's five. Think, you don't have many fives in that list yet. Do you? Just three. Just three. Well, shit, man, you're talking to me. Like, I usually have like five. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Our, uh, I know we reviewed it a little bit, but our uh, Adepticon team list was called Midnight Me Train. It was just and the average cost of bottles was four point eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I want to add in. We'll throw in Hood's Gang for right now. There's so many tax cards; easier just to search it. <laughs> it's like scrolling takes so long. All right. 
so the card I've been thinking about is Trip Up. Um, when an allied character targets an enemy character with this attack during its activation, uh, and the targeted characters win two of another allied character, the allied characters may spend one each to play this card. If damage is dealt by this attack, they gain stun and stagger. It's not restricted, which is great. It's super great at locking people down. I think people forget about it. Uh, so I'm putting that in. And you're already trying to cause one damage each time anyway. Yeah, it's a good one. I always look at it and I can't remember if it's still legal or not. <laughs> I'm like, is that one still okay? It seems like maybe not. Oh, there's a Toad card coming out soon. That's not out yet. Oh, is it on there? Yeah, it's on the... It, we talked about it before. Oh. Leapfrog. It's... Uh, yeah. Alright, so Scarlet Witch has two cards that are playable in Hydra, No More Mutants, and Whims of Chaos. Whims of Chaos is the one we talked about a minute ago. Uh, she can spend any number of power. She chooses a non-dazed character within three of her for each power she spends. Allies uh, either remove a damage or a special condition, and then enemies uh, gain either Hex, Root, or Incinerate, which is great. Um, so if she's making the list, I think I'm putting all of them in there. Yeah, they're both are good for that, for what you're trying to do, I think. And then obviously no more mutants if people are wondering what the other card was. Okay, so that puts us at what... That puts us up to 10 tactics cards right now. God, that went fast. So we have Occult Research, Scientific Method, World Domination, Brace, Sacrifice, Lethal Protector, Hoods Gang, Trip Up, No More Mutants, and Whims of Chaos. Um, obviously, there's some very cuttable ones in there, but that's just what we're looking at for right now. So now we're going to move into Crises. We're going to start with Secures. And so this is why we were talking about World Domination earlier. Uh, there's two missions that are really abusable with World Domination. And it's Mayor Fisk and Terrigen Clouds, the two double secures that are on opposite sides of the board. If you get priority and have one of these missions, uh, you're going to uh, deploy your Grunt and Red Skull on opposite sides, and on the first turn, they walk up and contest both, and you just immediately play World Domination. You gain a victory point, and all of your characters gain a power for one tactics card. Uh, it's really OP. Uh, it's also usable in other missions, but that's really the only reason it's in the list is when you pull one of these. Which sounds like it's super gimmicky, but it's actually fairly consistent. Because if you win priority, you're going to choose blues, because it's usually the stronger choice anyway. And then you have a 2 and 3 chance of flipping one of these missions. And so you have a, what is it, it's like 30% chance, 34% chance uh -huh. in every game you play to pull off this combo. It's a 1 in 3. like, And it costs you almost nothing, because you're already playing Red Skull. Uh, so then the question is, what is the other secure we're doing? Um, yeah, what, I would, what shape do you think they like? So I'm leaning towards demons. First off, it applies incinerate. And I don't care if I'm standing on it, because if you're not standing on it, I'll get points and give you the incinerate. So what it does is just encourage your opponent to stand on it anyway, because they're just going to end up with the incinerates, which just makes my job easier because you already have incinerate. And then I just give you something else like stun or bleed or whatever. No, I think you nailed it. I wasn't even thinking in that way. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so the secures are now done. Now we're moving to extracts. This is much harder. Um, personally, I think you just you might just do the three single extracts just to slow the game down and play grindy. 
Um, the other thing you could do is do like cubes because you go fairly wide and you have healing that you might just try and outlast them with cubes, but also increases the scoring rate because the secures we took are like the, the lowest scoring secures. And so I think I want to keep it low. But uh, we're, I think we also have to assume that if I've lost priority, because it's the only time I'm choosing reds. So I'm assuming I lost priority. I would mm -hmm. rather take a, a, a extract that de-incentivizes going first, which I think all the single extracts do. There's always the chance they just find it on their first activation. But I have red skulls, so there's a chance I might just blow them up. Like, I don't know. Hmm. Research station, I think, is probably fine, but it's, again, abusable in case they're going a super tall list. I'm a fairly wide list. Montesi would probably be fine either way. It also gives me an energy beam attack on some of my random dudes, like Bob. I don't hate Cube. I don't know about Spider Infected. I feel like you go everywhere. Uh, I don't We're hate Montesi. Worthy would be interesting because Red Skull is a monster if he gets the, if he gets the hammers, but he's not as... He's not as easy for him to collect a bunch like it is for Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange because they're so fast. I feel like the problem is with uh, with Red Skull, he's kind of a sitting duck because he's not mobile in this list. So I think I'd want to avoid hammers. If I was playing like, I don't know, X-Men, I'd probably be more inclined to do hammers. I'm trying to think what opponents think when they're playing against Hydra. I really don't even know. Like... Yeah, so ideally in perfect list building here, we'd be looking at what my weakest matchups are mm -hmm. and choosing extracts that de-incentivize those lists. But I don't know what my bad matchups are yet, so I think I'm just going to wing it and play single extracts, mm -hmm. and we'll come back with revisions and change those based on what I learned, is what I'm leaning towards. Because I'm building a brawly list. My goal is not to win on scenario. And so I think I should just make it as hard for yeah. my opponent to also win as I can. And don't let it get out of hand, where I think the... Yeah the all-or-nothings can get out of hand on you, even though I think you like them because they force yeah, think, the people in the middle, but right. they get out of hand so fast. Also, if I'm doing all this, like, applying poison to them and stuff, and they don't find it on the first turn, and all their guys are poisoned, like, mm -hmm. well, you can't check it anymore. That's true. And so they're spending their actions to shake, they're spending their power to check objectives. Like, okay, like you're not doing anything. Like, that's my goal. So I think I'm going to start with that. So we're going to do Scrolls, Alien Ship, and Senator. And so this is a reason that we might have decided to keep um, Black Cat in the list. But uh, I still don't think that's really the right call. It's possible. Um, I think, what is it? What about Voodoo as a stealer instead? Oh, helps when you search in the right box. Uh, Voodoo doesn't do negative effects, which again isn't the end of the world, but uh, as a four pointer, I don't think it'd be worth bringing in just to steal stuff. Um, and if I do find the single extract, I've got Toad possibly in my list that can like move it away from like my, my important models, which I like. I think okay. your problem comes when Hulk just comes up and finds it on turn one, sure. But if he runs away with it, I'm like, okay, so you'll score two points a turn, and I'll try and kill everybody else and win on secures. Mm hmm. And now it's going to be a slow kill everyone else, but I don't know. It's being interesting. I do have a lot of ability. I have multiple ways to apply stagger to him, and I've got multiple like bodyguard mechanics. So I might be able to outlast Hulk and then just blow him up with Red Skull and other stuff. It's true. Yeah, Red Skull is a pretty good answer for most things. Like most things can't last two turns against Red Skull. 
I was surprised how hard he fucking hit. It was annoying. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's Corvus level damage. Yeah, it's like, can you fucking stop, please? Like, I was like, <laughs> nah, I'm going to keep doing that. Take seven. I'm like, how many dice did you roll? <laughs> okay, so we actually have the correct amount of everything okay. except characters. We have 16. So we need to heavily cut these characters. Okay. Um, okay, so let's just look at them by point cost for a minute. We've got, let's just look at five pointers. So we've got Scarlet Witch, Red Skull, and Ronin. Um, is there a world where you take Ronin over Scarlet Witch? I think there is. If you don't, yeah. If you do not need Mystic, then take Ronin. Ronin's definitely more of that brawly character that we were looking mm-hmm. for. And he's more of the control. But he's not really what Hydra necessarily does. Um, and he's definitely not really doing the damage unless he's getting attacked a lot. And I think Ronin just becomes the guy everyone ignores. Because why would you attack Ronin if, like, Red Skull exists? So I think the better question is, do you ever take Ronin over Red Skull? I think the answer is no. I say I don't think so. I think you'd either take So them if you already have Red Skull, who are you reaching for? Scarlet Witch or Ronin? Uh, Debuff-wise, I think you're doing Ronin. Well, sure. Like, Ronin's definitely more in the control aspect, and Scarlet Witch is more in the damage. But I'm just thinking, if you're already running, like, Blitz Rush Man, I think you're run- you're- you choose Scarlet Witch second. I don't know. We'll come back to it. All right, so let's look at fours. Where's my four-pointers? My God, we have so many. This is definitely where we're going to cut the most. Too many. Do you have more than two? That's too many. Yeah. Yup. All right, so the first easiest cut is going to be Sinister. Just give me a second. I'm going to keep sorting here. Okay, I've sorted by point cost. So we've got Crimson Dynamo, Blade, Sinister, and Venom. Uh, Sinister's just gone. I'm just just cutting him. Uh, How do I remove a character? Oh, I have to go in and unselect him. I've never messed with Cerebro. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it. I'm just, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Wow, it is kind of annoying to cut a character. Oh, really? I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I'm just going. So it's a, it's a checkbox system. So you open the character list and you check the characters you want. But I have to like scroll down maybe i'm just like too zoomed in and i can't see that there's an easier way but i don't think so oh yeah yeah it's meant to be a touch screen so yeah i can drag to the left delete so i just, I just didn't know that that's fine all right so venom crimson dynamo blade i didn't really plan on adding blade to the list i think he's too static yeah there's no way to get him around i don't know how you apply him as much I literally, this hurts me physically to say, I think I'd rather have Crimson Dynamo than Blade. Uh, okay. Moving on. Uh, so that put that got rid of two, so we have uh, Venom and Crimson Dynamo now. I don't even think Crimson Dynamo would really make the list, but I'm going to leave it in there for, for Jeremy's sake. Thank you. We have a lot of threes. We've got Hood, Mordo, Winter Soldier, Zemo, Zola, Strucker. This is rough. Who are your threes and how many characters do we have left now? Uh, we're down to 14. We have Strucker, Zola, Zemo, Winter Soldier, Mordo, Hood. I think Mordo is almost as important as Strucker. <laughs> like, so he's not coming okay. out. Zola's not coming out and Zemo's not coming out. So Winter Soldier and Hood is left. And I think that means we have to cut Hood. Yeah. Yeah. You have enough healing anyway. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning, but man, that uh, that feels not great. Uh, 
He's definitely, like, one-shottable. Like, he can be fucking god mode sometimes, but he can just die. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, like, if people are smart and, like, throw something into him and then shoot him, like... Yeah. All right, so going down to the twos, we have three twos because we overloaded intentionally. Uh, Bob, Toad, and Nebula. I mean, Bob makes affiliation, so I think he's an auto-include, so it's either Toad or Nebula. Well, you say that, but I think every list I'm planning on having Strucker and Red Skull. Strucker, Red Skull, and somebody. Strucker, Red Skull gets you pretty fucking close to affiliated, and then we also have Zemo, Zola. It's true. And Winter Soldier. Like, these are three, like, because uh, uh, Winter Soldier's not technically affiliated, but obviously he's a rogue agent, so he's, as far as we care, he's affiliated. Like, who are you taking that isn't affiliated that doesn't cost four or more points? Yeah. It'd be Nebula would be the only one. Nebula and Toad are the only ones that are not affiliated that are getting taken at low points. Yeah. I don't think Nebula gets taken. I think Nebula is closer to making my cut than Bob. I don't like Bob. I'm not a fan. I'm going to cut Bob. Man, it feels bad to not have Bob in a Hydra list, but... Okay, so that gets us to 12. So now we're going to have to make hard decisions. Um, so our ro- our rogues are basically Ronin, Scarlet Witch, and Venom. Those are our big, spendy, not-affiliated characters. Um, I think this is going to take a couple revisions, and so I'll do one that's more fighty and one that's more controlly, probably in different games. Um, so because we've cut Hood, we need to look at the Tactus cards later on, because Hood's gang is now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are just good generic cards like Recal probably? Uh, Recal would be the next one, I would say. I was eyeballing it pretty oh, hard. Wait, wait, wait. Missing. wait, 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 wait. I just remembered. What about kick them when they're down? Oh, God. It's going to work. Uh, cost two power. Choose an enemy character. While targeting the chosen character with an attack this round, allied characters may reroll one die for each special condition they have. <laughs> I think it's funny. We're, we're putting it in. It's I in. know. You love it. You love that one. I've never put it in a list before. I don't know why you said I love it. I love that. Well, I mean, if we're going to, if it's ever getting played, it's getting played in this list. And that's the other thing. It's like, what happens when they just like jam Malekith into you? It's like, uh, he went first, right? Cool. I have four people left. Everyone get him. And it's like, like obviously Malekith is a bad example because you can't reroll. But yeah, it's like, like uh, Hulk or whoever. Yeah, like whatever big character that gets jammed into me. I don't have that super potent, I can just take you out. But like with that, it might put you over. It's basically Dark Rain. Like, anyway. It's cool. Uh, I think I'm going to cut Ronin. Okay. I don't hate him, but man, I think he's going to take way too long to get in the fight. And I, the good thing, though, is he'd be judging people in the meantime. How important is judgment? Oh, my God. It's huge. God, it does seem good. It's so good, especially when All they're right, trying well, to... All right, well, I'll just cut Red Skull then. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I know. Just, I was Merciful just God. Me. The thing is, is Scarlet Witch adds uh, so much more dimension. Like, Yeah, I think she does. <sighs> like, she adds real threat. Like, Because yeah. the thing is, like, oh, well, I'll just go in and kill Red Skull. Then what do you do? It's like, well, Scarlet Witch was standing two inches behind him, so you're dead. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like, that's correct. Um, I mean, the I hate to say it, too, but, like, Zemo's next on the chopping block. I, I would concur. I, I believe that is what I would say too. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a we're gonna do this. I have twelve characters left. I'm gonna start with a killy list. And if it isn't great, I'll transition to a control list. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut Toad, keep Nebula. I'm going to cut Ronan, keep Scarlet Witch. Okay. And then I'm going to play some revisions with that. And then I'll switch both of them back. So I'll cut Scarlet Witch and Nebula for Ronan and Toad. You've chosen play violence. play that for a bit. I've chosen violence. Uh, and then also in that revision, I'll probably cut Kick him when they're down to like recal or something equivalent. Sounds good. I mean, that's a fun... I think you'll have a, I yeah. think you'll have fun playing it. <clears throat> yeah. I think I will too. I'm actually really excited. I wish we were playing games tomorrow. I would love to jam this. Uh so and maybe we'll play some games this weekend. Uh I was planning on being up at the store on Friday. Not me. Not you, okay. Nope. Okay. Well, so for final review, we have our list is let me sort it real quick. We have Baron Strucker, Red Skull Master of Hydra. Scarlet Witch, Venom, Crimson Dynamo, Zola, Zemo, Winter Soldier, Mordo, Nebula. And our cards are Occult Research, Scientific Method, World Domination, Brace, Sacrifice, Lethal Protector, Trip Up, No More Mutants, Whims of Chaos, and Kick Them When They're Down. Secures our Mare Fisk, Terrigen Clouds, Demons, and extracts our Alien Ship, Scrolls, and Senators. Um, so I'm going to play some games with this and I'll report back next week, hopefully. And, uh, we'll have some more info. Sounds fun. I hope it's cool and works out. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. This just looks like a fun faction to play. You always have something to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, you get to do stuff. It's always fun. Like, even if your guys are dying, like it, it feels very Hydra because you're like, oh, you've killed so-and-so. It's like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> this is not why I was here. Like they. They're like the leave every man behind faction. <laughs> like, like I'm just trying to get out with the W, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it it is. It's always fun playing something that you always have things to do and uh, a potential out. You know, and I, you, you've got enough models and things to do that. Again, I like the idea of burying people in status effects. It's so miserable to have it done to you. And to be on the other end of the giving is just awesome. Yeah, I want to look, I want to take some time to sit down and look through all the characters probably over the weekend and I'll come up with any like cool interaction we think we missed. But I expect what I'm going to find in my first couple games is that I have an overabundance of like two effects and I need to diversify more. Mm-hmm. And that will probably lead to more revisions as well where it's like, all right, well, I just got to get poison and hex or some other combination of effects into the list so I can keep spreading more stuff. And I think Ronin is going to be the the big concession I have to make. Because um, Scarlet Witch doesn't do Judgment, right? Yes, she does. She does? Yes. Bleed, Hex, Incinerate, Poison. No, she doesn't. Oh, she she judges in a different way. I totally forgot she yeah. had a curse. She judges too. Yeah, Why hers, didn't you tell me that? Well, hers are... I, I just remembered. And also hers is I different. Hate I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> hers is different. Oh, it's not as good, right? His Correct. is way better, but his is just like you touched my friend. He, judge. he doesn't have hex bolt. Like, <laughs> oh my god! So before Hydra came out, I told Aaron I was going to build a taxes list where I just play all the characters that deny power to my opponent, and I was just going to make the, every game the most miserable fucking game for me because I have zero power. I would walk around and try and punch people with like strikes that are like shocked and like you're judged when you're doing it. Like it's just the worst. And she was in that build. And it was like her and a couple other people. Loki was in it. And so I might eventually transition to that as well. Because Strucker would be a good one for that too. And um, do like a Loki Scarlet Witch Hydra build. Where it's just death and taxes. Like everything you do is just like 
all the negative effects, no power, and you just you just drain the life out of people. I think it'd be funny. Yeah, I mean, there isn't currently anything like that that's been effective in the big big game. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like it would be though. I mean, it, it it's just awful. It feels awful. <laughs> You're like, just daze me for Christ's sake. Just daze me. Yeah. I'm sick of this. Just kill me. There's definitely times where I'm like, well, I'm like shocked and bleeding. So it's like, ah, just fuck. He's going last. Maybe he'll kill him. <laughs> like, like, just <laughs> save me the effort of double shaking. Like, it's like, once you get staggered, you're like, I don't care if I die. <laughs> like, like whatever. And that's why I want to, I want to play a cult research. She's like, what happens when three of your characters get staggered? It's like, does, can you even kill Red Skull if you're triple staggered? Like, I don't even know that you can, especially when like he gets healed. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's going to be great. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our main topic, at least. Jeremy, do you have anything else you want to cover on the main cast? No, sir. I'm good. All right. We'll go ahead and get out of here. This has been Brandon. And Jeremy. And you've just listened to Hail Hydra. So what are we going to call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. I knew we could do it. We are rolling. I mean, I knew I could do it. Dude, I also am confident in my own abilities to do it. To do it. Yep. I mean, I'm kind of a big deal. I'm, I mentioned this earlier, but I think it needs to be said. Um, I just whipped my 10-year-old's ass in Madden. So. Oh, I thought you were just going to say beat in general. No, no, like no, no, physically no. Physically abused. Um, physically beaten would be less demoralizing than what I gave my child. What was the final score? Um... <laughs> I, I know it's not going to sound as good as you want it to. Uh, I think it was like 20 to 26 or something. Like, it, I dominated, obviously. Yeah, obviously. The, the biggest blowout of all time. Yeah, I was I was, <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend that I beat him, and I could hear my kid from upstairs going, quit talking about it. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. That's a good quote from your child. Hey, it's all about memories. It's all about memories. Yeah, making those lasting, scarring memories. <laughs> Don't they all scar? Like, I, I just assume Yeah, it's all just damage. There's nothing built. Yeah. I think this is the first time it's just been you and me. I've done an episode with just Parker. No, we've done it before. We've, we've, Have we? It's just Have been we been solo? Before. Yeah. I guess there was a lot where Parker was gone, but before we had three, this is going to be the first yeah. duo episode since... Since Aaron joined. It's been a minute. We've we've had four or three yeah. for a very long time. I mean, I guess it's time for me to quit letting Aaron carry all the weight and just like phoning it in every week and actually like do something, right? Whew. I mean, I didn't want to state the obvious and I didn't want to hurt <laughs> feelings. That's all that's important, you know. Aaron's like, well, I'll join, but like I don't want to like mess up the vibe and I'm just like slowly like it's like when you like you're you're walking and like you're both carrying like a, a bunch of heavy things and you're just like slowly putting some of your things on their pile when they're not paying attention. <laughs> it's like that's been that for months. Oh my god.
uh, he taught me how to play Blood Bowl by beating me. He showed you? Yeah. He was like, here's how you play. Um, don't do any of this, and also you lose. I was like, fuck. Yeah, that uh, that's a pretty standard thing in Blood Bowl. Um, it is, I don't even want to say probably, it's the best game GW's ever made. Now, Actually, that being said, yeah. there was a large portion of the time period of the game, in fact, the majority of Blood Bowl's past, where the rulebook was 100% fan-made. And so there's an asterisk next to that best game they've ever made part. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, I, uh, he, he let me win, but we talked through most of it. And it mm. it's pretty cool. Like, if I wasn't yeah. so invested in Crisis, I'd, I'd definitely check it out. I like so to play games put- people are playing. I put Blood Bowl in that same category that Monpok was in. It's a absolute blast to play with people you enjoy playing games with. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun tactical game that is solvable, right? Is it? Like there yes, Blood Bowl is 100% solvable. There is an objectively best move every turn of your of the game, every game you'll play. Hmm. And like because the game comes down to individual percentage-based decisions. And so at best, you'll ever get to a, a pick em, right? Where it's like these two actions are equivalent value and importance. Mm-hmm. So you get to pick one. But really, it just means you're doing both, just one at a time. Yeah. There's there's almost never a true, like, well, this is just kind of your choice. Like, it's almost never. There's always a t- statistical best option. It did seem like, I mean, the ebb and flow of it was everything that did not require a dice roll, you do those. Yeah. So those are just, you know, and then if it requires a dice roll, do the ones that are most likely and then you yeah. do the hardest thing at the end. Um, it's like you're it's like playing a game of War Machine when you don't know how long your round timer is. It's like, well, <laughs> I got to get the most important stuff done, but I need to do the stuff that I won't get interrupted on. Like, right, because if I like move here and trigger a counter charge, then my whole turn is done. Like it's going to mess everything uh-huh. up. And so because there's that catastrophic, if you. When your guys falls down or you drop the ball, your yeah. turn ends, and it's just so catastrophic that that could happen. You need to play around assuming you're going to fail everything you do. Yeah, I think it's that that part that intrigues me the most. It's the only game I've ever played that has the the catastrophic failure built in. You know, right. like you cannot do that or you fail and start. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> the problem I have is because the game is solvable, you get the competitive Blood Bowl people are just, like, mostly following scripts of, like, what you do with each individual team. And not, like, their individual play, but, like, well, if... Let's say, for example, like, because the tournament scene for Blood Bowl is they basically advance your teams about 10 to 20 games worth of experience. But in that, you don't have to roll for anything. You just pick everything you want. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, all a cart. What can you build? It's, like... So it's just different than regular Blood Bowl where you're trying to work towards things. And every time you play a game, your team's going to change. And so, yep. like, you might have a guy break his leg or a guy gets killed or a guy misses three games or something. Maybe someone loses movement because, you know, they they get old or something weird. There's all kinds of stuff that can happen. Yeah. And um, so you can't just script your way to a certain point team. And I don't like that you do that for tournaments. Like, it feels like it takes the entire point of the game away which was like to play it as a league and play like a progression style game. I could just, I don't know. There's something about it that just gets me. I think I I love the game. It's actually super fun. 
But uh, yeah, I think it, you need to play it on a timer, like a, a strict timer, because just like every squad-based game, it's better when you don't have somebody sitting there doing the math on every action. Yes, I agree. Like, oh my god, dude, come on. And I don't think there's too many bad offenders of that, but I I used to play on three-minute timers when we played back at 31st Century, and it was a blast. Because you always had people, just like, you get like halfway through your turn, and you're like, all right, I've activated two people. Shit. And then they start <laughs> frantically doing things, and the game gets way more fun when that happens. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, so we moved to uh, the Geekery, and we started running the KCBBL, and that was the official Kansas City League. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people I played that would take 15, 20 minute turns. I was just like, I just could, it just lost all interest at that point. It's like, they're sitting there like, all right, well, I have 11 characters. And it's like, this guy can do one of these three things. This guy can do these three things. And it's like, they're making notes of like, it's like, if you can't see it, like if you can't look at your team and just instantly know which moves are probably more important than others, like you need to develop that skill and i don't want to be the person you develop it against i don't know if that's fair but like i have zero patience when it comes to like board games it's like i do not want to sit here and wait for you to like learn the game and so it's it's very hard for me i get so impatient and it just drives me insane so i just don't play i mean that same reason be... i don't play same same reason i don't play board games like i played a few rounds of dominion which was a really fun like deck building card game. It was the first deck building card mm-hmm. game and uh we would sit down and like Okay, and everybody draw their first hand, and everyone at the table would know what their first two buys were based on your opening yep. hand. Because you either get a five and a two, or a four and a three. So that's how much money you had. You'd buy a four cost or a three cost, and then, you know, vice versa. Uh, and so, like, someone, there'd be a new person would sit down, they'd draw their hand, and they'd go, hmm, I have three. And then they'd look at the board, and they'd read every three cost card. I'm like, okay, first turn, I understand they haven't played with these cards before. Then we get to the next turn, and they haven't, like, drawn their hand yet for their second turn. Oh, my God. "Uh," And then they read all the four-cost cards. I'm like, it's not going to go well. And then the next turn, we get to their turn, they haven't reshuffled yet. So now they're shuffling all their cards back together while we're waiting. And then they draw their new hand. They go, okay, I got a three. And they read all the three cost cards again. I just walk away from the table. I'm like, I'm not playing this. Goodbye. Ugh. And I just leave. Like, I was like, I can't do it. I'm going to kill somebody. Like, I just, something inside me just breaks. And I want to murder people. Well, Dominion has its own problems. I mean, I mm-hmm. <laughs> I always felt like Dominion was like uh, the deck it's... building version of masturbation. Like, mm-hmm. people would build their own things. they take an entirely, incredibly long term doing nothing that dealt with anyone yeah. else but themselves. Village, like, village, 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 village. Well, I have five actions left. Well, what do you do? I don't know. And you're like, oh my god. I'll make a guy, make a village, make some money, make the money, make more money, make this, make another guy, double it up. I'm like, dude, I really don't even give a shit. Did you, did you just win? I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, it wasn't super well play tested the first set. So, like, there's a lot of broken combos. And it was just repetition. Whoever knew the best combos. Like, when they came down, you would insta-buy things out and then nobody else had a chance. But anyway, it was just kind of like that. It's like, I have, this thing goes off inside me because I'm trying to play mm-hmm. three turns down the road and other people don't know what the cards in their hand do. And I'm, it just, I can't sit here and do it. It's so boring. So it'd been a minute since I'd played a 40K game or like a games workshop game. And yeah. when we're doing Blood Bowl, he's like, okay, roll. I'm like, what are we doing? He's like, this is what happens at the beginning. I'm like, okay, what is this? Weather? Okay. So we roll for mm-hmm. weather. And then it's like, okay, let's see what happens with this. And there's another character like, fluffy thing that happens and then another thing yeah. where someone could get killed i'm like what the fuck is happening yeah. 
It's, and I forgot about that character that is in like Warhammer so, stuff. It still exists in some places. They're kind of moving away from it, which makes me sad because it's the only thing propping up their fucking psychotic company. But um, yeah, like the if you read the fluff of Blood Bowl, they 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 pray to the god Nuffle, uh-huh. which is spelled in FL. Oh God. <laughs> And so I didn't they, realize they that. found these ancient historical documents, which were they they dug up on these like ancient stone tablets, and then they designed the game of Blood Bowl around the rules for Nuffle. Oh my god! And uh, and so it's literally just like a parody joke, like of a just satire. It's mm-hmm. great, and so all that stuff is amazing. Because they like anytime someone dies, they're like praise be to Nuffle. Like someone gets their head ripped off, it's like praise to Nuffle. Like, like it's just like it's that like, is clever. It's so great. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And like GW doesn't lean into that enough. I think they've the people designing things don't have the same like '80s charm that they used to have. Mm-hmm. Which it might have just been lightning in a bottle. Who knows? But yeah, that all that stuff. Like I like playing Blood Bowl. I don't like the playing competitive Blood Bowl. If that makes sense, like. I don't think it was never designed to be a competitive game. That being said, anything can be a competitive game. It's got a good enough rule set. Yeah. The problem is like, because they were, there was never a framework for it. Every tournament is different. Like if you go to spiky cup, well, that's going to have its own custom rule set written by the guy who runs the event. If you go to chaos cup, it's same thing, completely custom rule set written by the guy running the event. And all of these tournaments and leagues are different because of that and that's cool because everything's different but it's also not super unified hmm. but yeah i i prefer to play in a league setting and i really only like playing with people i, I like i know really well yeah that seems fun i like a league setting and i, I like a time mm-hmm. turn because it does it kind of le- like it felt like if i had enough time there's always the best move kind of like you said yeah and i like that about war machine if you had enough time infinite time there was always the best play, but you don't have infinite time. So you just mm-hmm. do what what's there. And I, yeah. I, I do like that. Well, the problem with like any free movement game, like war, miniature games in general, War Machine, 40K, any of that stuff, there's such minute incremental movement you can perform in a, in a 360 free movement game that you can't do on stuff like a grid map. So because it's a grid map, it's much more binary. It's much easier to nail down those exact differences because it's not infinitesimal movement that mm-hmm. you have to keep track of and about and like take into account so yeah it's like okay well he can only move to this square i know that's the maximum he can move and then i can count out the squares to the end zone and know if he can score or not and so now i can reverse engineer that know that if i can prevent him from getting to this location he can't get to the end zone next turn. Mm-hmm. And so now it's trying to create a defensive wall that prevents him from getting to that, you know, threatening space where he's now threatening sure. to score and stuff like that. And obviously sometimes you just do the best you can because you're trying to fight uphill. And sometimes you're in a strong position and it just becomes, well, I'm actually disadvantaged from scoring here because it would give you the opportunity to get the ball back. And so then they just hide in the corner of the table and build a fortress around themselves and score at the end of the game. And you're like, this is the most boring thing I've ever seen. Because people are just turtling in the corner. I'm like, yeah, but technically it's the most superior move. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, we're playing a game here, not fucking, 
you know, trying to win stocks. Like, it's not, like, we're not in it for the math, bro. Like, let's play some games. The yeah. fucking point of the game is to murder each other with spikes. Like, let's get back to the game. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Blood Bowl, super, super suggest people should give it a try. Uh, I played the Living 6th Edition rulebook, which was the one that came out in, like, 2016 uh, for the majority of my games. And there's new stuff out now, so. But it's it's very, very similar to the original stuff. It's pretty popular in our area. A lot of people playing it. Yeah. That's what intrigues me. I, I like games that people are playing, you know. Yeah, the Kansas City Blood Bowl League has been going on for a long time in Kansas City. There was and, dinosaurs uh, and then Blood Bowl. It had, a, it had a huge spike in attendance this year coming back from COVID. I think it's it's one of the largest attendances they've had in recent memory. It's like 30-something people are in the league. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it's a fun game. Is Andor over? I don't think so. I totally forgot. I've been so busy the last... I'm, now that I'm finally done with all the stuff that I had to do, I'm doing all the stuff I I didn't do. And so I, I totally forgot to watch it today. I watched the first three episodes with Heather, my girlfriend, and like she paid attention to it, but she did not... like. It, it was just kind of okay, and I could tell in her eyes, right? You can tell. She's like, whatever. This is so I idea. watched the fourth episode by myself and really enjoyed it. Mm. So now I'm just gonna roll through it. Like, <laughs> mm. I'm very excited. It's uh, it's very good. I like it a lot. the The beginning does start pretty slow, uh, but it it definitely picks up. Now that I see kind of like some hints at what's going to happen here, and like things that are like, oh, okay, this has happened, and this hasn't happened yet, and like, I, I can see that it would be it, it'll be very good. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when chronologically it lands, and I think it's I don't keep too much track of star wars stuff so i think it's basically after prequels but i think it's after rebels even because mm-hmm. it happens like a few years before rogue one yes i Not believe sure. so i know it's obviously before rogue one but i think it's like a, a pace of like three to five years before very interesting i like it i i, I like i think it's it's really cool watching the uh the x-wings or whatever fly through the hills and they're like oh shit and they're like uh, duh. we don't want to be caught and they just seem terrifying i mean they're just like yeah. sh- shepherds or whatever and they're just like you know people against these ships like really yeah <laughs> it's like i love terrifying. it because it really gives you a view of what the empire is other than just stormtroopers like yeah you, like you can say the empire all day long but you don't know why they're bad mm-hmm. and then in the show you finally see like why they're bad other than things Darth Vader has done. You're like, yes. yeah, this one guy is still total dick. Totally agree. But like, didn't they bring like, you know, civilization to like half the galaxy? Like, uh-huh. like maybe you could forgo one guy being a total dick. I don't know. And so, yeah, now I like, I like where it's at. Yeah. There's a lot of good shows right now. Uh, the My Hero Academia season six has been nuts. It's been so good. Um, I'm watching the the new Bleach as well, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been good. Mostly the animation has been amazing, um, but I don't know. It's Bleach has this habit of doing like very formulaic plot lines, and uh, we're in the middle of like cliffhanger season, and so every episode is just like you kind of figure out what happened last time, but then you get another cliffhanger, and so it's just like it's setting up the dominoes. And so we'll get to the point where they all fall down. And it'll be amazing. But right now it's just setting up dominoes. Is Bleach the one that has a million episodes? 
that's one piece i think oh like. yeah that's what you're talking one about. piece is the incredibly long one it's like 1100 episodes or something it's like that's like insane. how could you even <laughs> why <laughs> i mean i say that and i'm at like 825 myself why is that show called bleach i don't know okay maybe no one knows I don't think anyone else. I think it's... It, we'll see, the problem is, like, Bleach specifically is much better as a um, Japanese audio, uh, or mm-hmm. in Japanese, because a lot of the things that are very obscure words that translate very clunky. And so, for example, uh, the name of the place a lot of the characters are from is called the Serate. But in... Um, English, it's it said Soul Society, which is just kind of clunky compared to it, and like the the characters that are like these, they're like Reapers kind of, mm-hmm. and so they're called Shinigami in the show, but in the English dub, they're like they're like uh, Soul Reapers or Death Reapers or something like that, which is again, so it's everything is very clunky when you translate it to English. So I don't know if. Like the bleach is like kind of lost in translation or something. I don't know if it's a reference to something subtle and it just didn't get translated well because I watched almost the entire show in English. Gotcha. But um, I think it has reference to a little bit of the main character, but it might also just be like one of those pop culture words or something they're using. I don't know. Someone, I'm sure someone knows I don't. It was supposed to be White Ghost, and uh, yeah, they just I mean, it could be completely. it could be any number of like small things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason it was super popular originally is because the animation was was really next level compared to all the other shows out. It does look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typical anime main character. the The main character in the show is um, basically every version of everything you could ever be, and has super plot armor, and it's, so it's like. A lot of people don't like it for that, mm. but um, because he's like the main character literally moves the entire story and is like better than everyone. It's like Goku levels of like, well, okay, well, if only there wasn't this one dickhead that lives on this one planet in the middle of this tiny universe that just randomly is like a god and can fight anything. Uh huh. Then the whole show doesn't work without him. <laughs> like, well, the one thing I've learned about this anime stuff, and I only have the small um. Uh, vocabulary in anime, which is Ninja Scrolls and uh, Princess <laughs> Monaki. Um, and I enjoyed those a lot. I bet you enjoyed Ninja Scroll a lot. I did. <laughs> like, I, a, like a lot, a, a lot. A lot, a lot. It was real good. Like, from the ages of like 14 to 20, it was like your oh, favorite anime. It was the best. It was the only one. Like, I'm, I'm pretty certain I, I wasn't supposed to Blockbuster be Blockbuster did not know. They put it in the wrong section. Oh, mercy. Uh, but of those things I know, um, I just can't seem to uh, follow the shows. Like, And if, if I was to follow a show and the firefighter girl isn't tripping and her clothes are coming off, I just will not oh, follow Oh, God, it. Firefight? Yeah, that, Fire Force. That's the Fire Force. Show. That show is so beautifully animated. It really is. And also so cringe to watch sometimes. <laughs> it's insane. It's like, I don't understand how it's like not R-rated. Like, it's so nuts. It's like, oh. my character's purpose in the show is my clothes fall off. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Just and endless she YouTube literally clips. is plot armor for some people because, like, they'll be about to die and she'll be in the background and her clothes will fall off in an instant and distract the villain from killing somebody. I'm like, what is happening? Like, how did they write this? Oh, man. How didn't they write that? Like, yeah. <laughs> 
just so not even real spoilers, but like the main character has because in this war, in this universe, people have pyrokinesis and at different degrees, and there's different like categories of pyrokinetics. One group can control fire that already exists, like Pyro from Marvel. The other group can create fire, and Semi can control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a third category where they can basically do both, and those people are extremely rare, obviously, because the show. So anyway, the, the character in the show is the second group that can create fire and kind of control it. And the, his way that he manifests fire is he shoots fire out of his feet. So he basically has rocket feet. Okay, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, cool, right? Sold me. Uh, it's and it's actually the first episode does a really good job of showing how interesting his ability is because he basically can fly in semi-controlled short bursts. But the thing he uses is mostly that he can close gaps on people really quickly and then do these like super super powerful kicks by accelerating his legs, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And again, the animation is absolutely amazing. And so that's going on, and like, but he can like hover like very chaotically he basically flies kind of like iron man at the start of the show but very like experimental Mm -hmm. and then by like halfway through the first season he's flying faster than time can move he's flying and reversing time like superman i'm just like what is happening like who wrote this like it's so crazy one of the characters uses fire to stop time I'm like, that's not how fire works. I'm pretty sure we, if we thought that was even theoretically possible physically, we'd be doing some research on that. It's so stupid. It's like he uses it to create like, like, I don't know, like, was it absolute zero effectively? Like by pulling the heat out of the air and stops time for everybody else without hurting anything. It's so fucked. And it's just like, these two people are fighting each other. And it's just like, okay, like, I guess we're just going down this road. 100% N. Yeah, it's, but it, again, it looks amazing. The story is pretty cool. Some of the characters are cool. It's super campy and like anime. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's got like the like teardrop all the time, like that when they make jokes at each other and stuff. But yeah, you know, it's a weird show. I just like all the YouTube clips. It's just so funny. Yeah. It's so worth it just to watch those. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of scenes where like two girls will be in a room and like, for some reason, one of them's naked and like they're talking about some really personal stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Like, who's <laughs> writing this? I feel like someone needs to get a hold of this person because <laughs> they're just, they, they need help. Yeah. Um, I like Bleach. I like uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, there was another one I just watched. I can't remember. Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen's awesome. If you want to watch an anime, and you don't want to get too crazy in, you should watch Jujutsu Kaisen. There's only one season. Is that a Netflix one? And Yeah, and there's also a movie. So I would say watch the movie. It's not on Netflix. Um, it's on Crunchyroll. Okay. I'll give you my login. You can use my login. Don't tell anybody, though. I won't. No one will know. No one will know. Good. Uh, but yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen, there's a movie that's kind of slow, but it explains kind of the world. And then... Um, the, the the first season picks up after the movie, but the movie came out second. So it's like a prequel movie. And then the second season should be out soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, now I'm in. Is it like Ninja Scroll, though? It is probably the closest thing to Ninja Scroll that you will see. Yeah. What upset me even more is I realized there was a Ninja Scroll 2, and I refused to watch it. You cannot remake that shit. I don't know. I mean, I want to say I actually tried to watch it at one point. It had, like, nothing to do with the first movie. I don't remember, though. I could be completely wrong. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) I refuse to watch it. 
I will not let it dampen. Yeah, I might just watch it on fast forward and be like, this is not what I was this looking for. This is not for. it. <laughs> no one is getting the throat needle. Yeah. That's so funny, Blockbuster. Yep. <laughs> Dude. <is> yep. It, <laughs> I can't tell you how many people is like, you bring up Ninja Scroll, they're like, yes! Like, <laughs> It's like, oh my god, my how could you let 14-year-old boys watch this? Like, I painted I painted an entire dark Eldar army watching Ninja Scrolls on repeat. I bet you did. I did. Mm-hmm. It's part of my life. Oh boy. All right. Let's uh let's get going. I wonder if there's some people like, what are they talking about? It, there's no way to know. I, I, I went like 80% of people know what Ninja Scroll is. Like they gotta know. Oh, it's, you have to know. Thing. If they don't, Everyone they need knows. to look it up. Yeah. Just, they yeah. got to get back in the know. Uh, what's Predator? Is that a movie? Oh, Jesus Christ. Just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get started, I yep. guess. We'll see how this goes. Nice. I'm very sure we've already used the, the Hail Hydra episode title before, but I don't know that it matters. Like, who's going to... This, this time we meant it, regardless. This was yeah, for well, I think. Well, the, 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 the trick is you're supposed to hail Hydra multiple times. And so oh, fuck. It, it's okay. Yeah. You didn't mean it. You didn't check our listener base. Are we double tripling? Are we triple tripling? No, unfortunately, we're... Uh, well, I checked it a few days later. Uh, we had re- regressed to the mean, I think is the term. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. We backslid back into our normal stance. Yeah. So I imagine it's just a product of every time we go to a con, there's like mm-hmm. a huge spike. Uh, well, the episodes look good. The audience size is still way up, but it's because the last episode came out less than a week ago, so that's going to plummet soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it we're, it looks like we're about at the norm again. Yeah. Um, have you posted And maybe it's the... just that pe- people like listening to convention battle reports or yeah. something, I don't know. Did, uh, have you posted any of the, the Warfare games? No. No, I haven't. I I did manage to transfer them from my eight memory cards that were completely full to my computer, but that's all. Gotcha. I've done. Um, maybe that'll be a weekend project. I because I mean, once I get going and I can set some time aside, I can knock them out really quick. Yeah. Problem is like I need time when I'm not multitasking. It's not something I can do while multitasking, and so I gotcha. need to be able to sit down and focus on editing videos because I can't. I can't like be kind of working or like kind of like editing the podcast. I can't be doing all that other stuff at the same time. I need to just focus on it. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, it's it'll probably be up soonish. Um, and I do want to start focusing more on battle reports. Um, I'm going to try and get some more cameras soon so I can record multiple games per round. Mm-hmm. I need um I need somebody who is a friend of the podcast and likes traveling to events we go to. But doesn't like playing games to contact me, <laughs> and uh, I need you to run the cameras while I'm playing. Yeah, <laughs> or I'm gonna have to stop playing, which is gonna suck. My hope is like I'm gonna try and convince Aaron to make Perrin run the cameras. <laughs> well, <laughs> just like it's like, hey, I'm paying for your room. You have to run the cameras or something like that. It'll be great. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well I plan on being at the store on Monday. I know that's your guys' busy day, but. Oh yeah, I'll probably be I'll be down for Monday. games on Monday probably, especially earlier. Yeah, not so not so early. That's my after work. Well, sure, but like, what time are you playing on game there? Because usually my card stuff doesn't really start till like seven or eight, four thirty ish, somewhere in there. Yeah, I usually get off. That's time for like two games. So my robot from work is now on the news, and I'm mm-hmm. also on the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Fucking... I've been on the news. 
Are, were you pulled out of a burning car filled with liquor and uh, drugs? No, um, I was in a parking lot. There was a lot of people there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Do not ask questions. Okay. Um, anyway, the news came and they watched a robot dump several cups of coleslaw all over food because it <laughs> fell over. And uh, anyway, I got a ton of text messages. Oh, my God, you're famous and all this stuff. I'm like, whatever, dude. Uh, but then I let my kids watch it. And I didn't say nothing about it. I was just like, yeah, here's I'm on the news with these robot things. And the kids were like, oh, wow. Oh, that just dumped everything over. And I'm like, yep. They go, does it like dump everything over all the time? I'm like, pretty much. They go, you know what? You should fire those robots. <laughs> I was like, you're goddamn right. I don't think we've explained on the show what the robot is. I think you just like dropped some crazy bombs on people. Uh, so Jeremy works at a restaurant of sorts, and they just hired the, the hired. manager. Hired a robot is the term I'm going to use. It's like a showbiz to, uh, pizza giant to mouse. To move food from the kitchen to the dining room. And so just imagine... Instead of hiring a minimum wage type person to walk food from the dining room mm-hmm. to a table, which we have, you instead of. have a robot that's basically just three dinner trays with wheels, and you have to move all this, the food from the counter it's sitting on after it's prepared to these three trays, and then have it move at its bristling 0.05 miles yeah. per hour into around. the dining room while blocking off one of your kitchen doors that people can't use because the, the robot could be on the other side. It drive into the dining room to a pre-programmed location, then have that same person that loaded the trays follow it all mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. to the to the table, and then take the food off the tray. Yeah, um, you understand it exactly. The part you didn't understand is they're not paying us to do it. We're paying a company money to make this happen. Just so the world understands what this is like. Take this a is what stool. you get when you ask for $15 an hour. Yeah. Take a <laughs> stool, put the stool on top of a, a Roomba, and then put a soda on top of the stool. And then see how long that soda just stays there. That's exactly what I've got going on at my work, and we pay money for it. Oh, my God. The best part is it's on the news now. Yeah. That, yeah. That's on the news. It, it's real. Um that's my life. I'm just like, okay, COVID has made everyone fucking insane, and it just isn't stopping. I keep thinking that I'm going to get off the Willy Wonka like ship where crazy stuff is happening and music's going, and the ship is finally yeah. going to stop. And we're all like, oh my god, we made it, and then we get off. Foul wind is blowing. <laughs> exactly. Nope. The ship just keeps going through tunnels, and now we have a robot. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Just imagine being like an eight-year-old in theaters with that fucking movie. You'd be fucking terrified. Oh, that movie, that movie would be was, so canceled. That movie was, like, the first half of that movie is dark. Like, like their family is starving. He meets this psycho in the street that just sells knives. And he's, <laughs> like, trying to, like, hey, kid, come here. And he's, like, run away. Like... It's like the kid from what is it, Home Alone? The the guy with the salt bucket. Oh yeah, it's like you have to like he's like a monster. The shovel killer yeah. guy. Yeah, people don't remember. There's like a knife salesman in that movie, which is like the creepiest dude ever. He's just pushing his cart full of jangly knives around. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Like there can't be that much of a demand for like alleyway knife salesmen. There's a a video like my kids were looking up different movies like the YouTube 
the actuality or why why that movie is terrifying and like the number of people that should have died or died in that movie was crazy. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Gene Wilder is like uh I know he's beloved, but like I think still one of like the most underrated like treasures of his generation. Like that guy mm-hmm. that guy like made cinema for like two decades. Like yeah. Everything he was part of like turned to gold instantly. Can you imagine Blazing Saddles coming out now? <sighs> no. No. Like, literally no. no. Like like there's the intentionally offensive movies that are like like Tropic Thunder is a perfect example. Yes. It's intentionally offensive to draw attention to the fact. Like, right. Always Sunny is very much the same way. Like they they draw attention to the uncomfortable thing in the room by making fun of it. And I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely love that kind of humor. There is zero chance you could release that movie in theaters now. Like, it'd be protested and boycotted. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'd burn theaters down for trying to show it. Um, and sure, like, you can say it was a different time, but that was not a good time. Like, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think you could make Tropic Thunder. Like, Tropic Thunder would not only get protested, but, like, yeah. it, would be boy- it would be blacklisted in a lot of theaters. Like, they just wouldn't show it. Uh, but it's a fucking hysterically brilliant movie with obviously yeah. no like dark side to it. Like it's all just lighthearted fun. But like that, like, you, you, but people can't talk about that kind of stuff. Like the fact that like RDJ does blackface in the movie, basically, <laughs> and, like everyone, but that, that becomes the topic. And the whole point of it is like, it's so not okay that people think they can do this. And it's mm-hmm. making fun of the actors who are like whitewashing and like thinking it's okay, and the whole point is it's satire. Like the guy is deranged and thinks that it's okay that he's playing a black man, and but like that's the point. It's supposed to be not okay to draw attention to it, and people just jump right past it to and read the list of facts to you, and you're like, this isn't okay. Like whatever. Was that the last movie that stands out like that? Like I can't think of anything beyond that. that oh, is... I mean, uh, like a list blockbuster movies, probably. Yeah. Like. Like, white chicks didn't age very well. But oh, Lord, no. Yeah, well, that was just because it was trash, though. Like, it's such a bad movie. Like, nobody was, like, no one was defending it. They are like, stop. Please stop <laughs> making this. Yeah, you guys, you're, you're all done. <laughs> Even the, the actors were like, can we stop? Like, this is so bad. Um, Man, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of truly racist cinema coming out that is actually just, but it's like, none of it is like, you know, Hollywood level stuff. Sure. I don't I w- know. Yeah, I I can't think of anything else that bad. Yeah, I was watching Spaceballs with my kids, and my kids love it. But there's a lot of cringy shit in that too, where you're just like, "Ooh, oh my gosh!" It's like, yeah, like the old Police Academy level ki- comedy. Yeah, fuck Airplane. Airplane's a good one. Oh God, I speak jive. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> awkward. Oh my God. Yeah, I love Tropic Thunder. It's so funny. Guys, my skin hurts. I need my jelly beans. I need my jelly beans. That is probably Jack Black's greatest role. It is probably one of... It's top three for Ben Stiller. And it's definitely number one for Tom Cruise. Like, Oh my god. His cameo is so good. So good. That was completely designed by him. That character was made up by Tom Cruise. That character didn't exist in the movie. Just hearing them talk about it and how they created that character and like his whole deal and like <laughs> he's like I need like, fat hands, fat he, hairy hands. He drinks. The director's Diet like, Coke. what yeah, are like, you what? talking about? 
what? And he's like, trust me, it will make sense when you see it. He's like, I don't think so. <laughs> and they get to, they, they run a test reel, right? Like he gets in the costume. He has the makeup team design the outfit that he wears in the movie. And they, they shoot the test footage. And they send it to the director. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't think we can do this. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. It will make sense. Wait till you hear the music. And he's like, I don't know what music can save this. And then they finally get the, the Apple Bottom Jeans song. And they they play it over the top. And he's like doing the fucking awkward ass dancing. Dude. And then they send it to him. And he's like, okay, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> like He's like, you're, you're greenlit. We, we'll put it in the movie. God, it's so funny. I still, I, I, the amazing thing or the terrible thing is that young people don't tend to memorize movies the way our generation did. So, and that's one of those that has so many good quotes in it. Mm-hmm. And like at work, I don't know, once a week, I'll tell people that I killed the thing that I love the most. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea. <laughs> like, oh my God. So good. I, uh, I think that's actually due to, um, it's like a generational like comedy thing. Mm-hmm. So 80s, was and it might have been partially due to their complete lack of visual effects that they had like everything was practical back then because they didn't mm-hmm. have the budget for like Star Wars level effects in every movie. And so everything was like dialogue based humor. There wasn't that much situational based visual humor outside of like slapsticks, three stooges level stuff. And so like think back to like Ghostbusters. And Ghostbusters was a blockbuster with a huge budget that had great special effects for its time. Mm-hmm. But you can put on Ghostbusters and not look at the TV once, never be lost, and have a great time. Yeah. Because it's almost exclusively dialogue-based. As where movies nowadays, like even Step Brothers, which is like a really good dialogue movie, you have to see, like, like it's not the same without the visual. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's just the way we make movies now is different. And so I've been I've been noticing that a lot in recent years is that the the new movies coming out while they're funny and you can even argue that's like it's really due to like the delivery of the actors because their their mannerism stuff is what is making it funny like will ferrell is very much like a a a visual comedian like Uh the way he delivers everything is really you know i don't know not compelling but like you know it really sells it right well, like, also without seeing him, you're like, all right, there's no way that this guy is this like yeah. this person, like no way this person exists. And then you see him in live action, like, fuck, I guess he does. I mean, it, also, like I grew up with VHS tapes, which you had to watch them all the way through, kind of like cassette tapes where you knew the entire album where mm-hmm. people now just have the songs and they download the single. The, the like, radio one tracks, hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, I don't know, uh, Dumb and Dumber because they had the tape. Like, and that's just what we had. Like, I watched that. I, yeah. I, we didn't have streaming. You just had the movie. We had, um, this is, a, this is after DVDs, but we had, um, the day Talladega Nights came out on DVD, we bought it. Mm-hmm. And it was right after high school for us. And we had a group of like six friends that would, every day we went to what the same person's apartment because mm-hmm. we all lived in the same city. It was like a small little suburb. And so it was like, we all got off work about three to five and we would all just go to the person's house. We all had a key. We just went in and we were just there every day after work during the week. And we just hang out until like 10 o'clock and we'd all go home. And it was just like the gang hangout. Mm-hmm. And we just had Talladega Nights on repeat. Whoever got there first would start it. 
And it, we just, we, cause there was a repeat function on the DVD player and we would just leave it on. And we oh. left it on for like on repeat for like four months. Like it was just always playing in the background while we were talking. It was hilarious. At least nobody ever mentioned that we would never stop playing Talladega Nights. Well, that's the thing too. Like uh, now that you mentioned that for a long time, I mean, many years I'd go to bed and it was the DVD that was in the player. And you just hit fucking play. Like you if you're play one of the people, and like, you roll over and go to sleep. Yeah, it's just whatever movie that was. Like I remember for yeah. the longest that I had Force Gump in there, and Force Gump mm-hmm. had a feature on the DVD that would just like, cut keep to a going. Story. It would just keep going. Like mm-hmm. it would just repeat itself. Like some some DVDs had that. So every time I look up or whatever, it'd be next day. Like uh, I'm like, oh, we're at this part now. Like you just always mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. Now it's like Netflix, and you just fish around for like 20 I minutes. I did that with um, 40-Year-Old Virgin. That was the movie I went to sleep to for like three months. God, that's such a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what movie is fucking amazing, and it's not as well-known as it should be in that kind of same genre? Grandma's Boy. Oh, my God. That movie is so fucking hysterical. It's, it's I think amazing. it's the best Happy Madison movie ever. It's one of them. I, I'm not sure it's if it's so the good. best. But like the yeah, Happy Gilmore, really all the Adam Sandler ones, like all the old Adam Sandler ones mm-hmm. are good. But Grandma's Boy, like there's not a bad part to that movie. Like there's no slow parts. It's mm-hmm. constantly funny. And the characters are hysterical. You can't act like that when the lion's here. Like, yeah. or the tiger, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it no, it's the lion. It was the lion. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, dude, are you coming back to work? What? I quit that place months ago. Like, like he's so baked, he has no idea what month it is. Oh my god! Oh god! He, uh, I love like the Asian guy that's on their development playtest team. He's always like so negative. He's like, I think I should die. Like, it's like, dude, calm down. Jonah Hill is in it. Like, oh man, is he? Young I don't Jonah remember. Hill was funny. Yeah, he's on their playtest team. Oh. He gets kicked in the shin by the main character. He's like, oh my god, are you serious? I think he shattered it. <laughs> yeah that's a good one i can't remember the actress's name because i'm terrible with names but um the girl who plays hawkeye's wife in the mcu is um she's like the love interest in the movie she's oh, is their, she? their boss yeah that's her huh she's younger so it's not as easy to notice but yeah she's great in there too fuck his uh the the lead designer the fucking like weirdo guy that thinks he's from the matrix Mm -hmm. like that's funny yeah yeah that that is one of my favorite movies it's it's fun when when they i I, i'm not sure how often they do it anymore it seems like it's a seth rogan thing now like all of his movies are kind of like that where they just Mm -hmm. play you know it's just guys that are just they just have an idea and they just want to put good one-liners and jack around for the movie and that you know it's kind of held together loosely but it's just fun like those movies are just so much fun yeah Oh, all right. It's getting late. All right. Yeah, I think we're done. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully you like the two-man podcast. Goodbye. Later.